University. The first one uh, is Alanche Martins' withdrawal from the MPP flag bearer race. It's a good riddance to the man who has contested uh, for the particular position since 2007, or his withdrawal from the race spells doom for MPP's uh, Break the Eight agenda. Uh, he did not just withdraw because he could not make the significant impact that he would have wanted, but he cited many, many reasons such as intimidation and the fact that the process uh, to uh, shortlist the 10 to 5 uh, was skewed to favor one particular candidate. He did not mention the candidate, but it's quite obvious who that candidate is. We'll delve into that later. So we're asking, is his uh, withdrawal from the race, of course, not a resignation from the party? This is very different from the 2008 episode. His withdrawal from the race, is it good riddance or uh, it's uh, trouble for the MPP? We will discuss that with our guests this morning. Also, another topical matter which has uh, been discussed widely in the week is a matter of the leaked IGT, IGP tape. Is it time for a full-scale probe into the matter, given the new revelations that have come up? Uh, yesterday or two days ago, we saw some new information in terms of videos uh, making the rounds, videos involving Bugri Nabu, some contracts and some monies exchanging hands, etc., you know, as stated in the video. Uh, does the emergence of this video change anything? Also, the IGP or the police service interdicted the three officers in question, uh, COP uh, George Alex Mensah, uh, Superintendent Asari and Superintendent Jibi. They were interdicted and it was said from the statement that they were to meet the disciplinary committee of the police service. Few hours later, another statement uh, also came up, kind of making a U-turn, saying that the interdiction of the three officers has been suspended, whatever that means, interdiction suspended. In the meantime, the parliamentary probe it's still ongoing. Uh, we do not know what Parliament is doing now in respect of that, but we understand that the process is still ongoing once they've not submitted their report. And before the committee uh, finished hearing uh, Superintendent Asari, there were indications that IGP Dampari would be invited. And given the new revelations that have come up, um, given some kind of traction to what the three officers in question have been saying about the leadership style, um, etc., do you think that the IGP should be invited by the committee? Or should the president or the minister for interior set up a full-blown committee or commission of inquiry into the matters of the leak tape, uh, which will encompass other matters of you know, uh, managerial competence, among others? I'm interested to know what you think. My name is Selom Adunu. Once again, I welcome to the program. I'll take a short break, return, give you some updates, introduce my guest, and then we'll get a discussion underway. Once again, this is The Big Issue. You're welcome.
Hi, you're welcome back. Um, this is a big issue, 97.3 City FM, also live on Facebook. Two issues on the table today. Alan Chermatin's withdrawal from the MPP flag bearer race. Good riddance or trouble for the MPP? Uh, how does the MPP uh, put itself together to uh, finish or conclude the November 4 contest? Will anything drastically change in terms of the expectations of the persons who may win or the placement of the persons in the November 4 election? What happens to the party afterwards? Remember, uh, it, uh, the defeat of 2008, for the most part, was blamed on Alan Chermantin and the fact that, you know, the contest of 2007 uh, did not help party cohesion. We will look at that in detail. Also, the leaked IGP tape saga, full-scale probe needed following the new revelations. We've seen new videos which have emerged in those leaked videos, we've seen Bugrin Abu arguing with some persons about some monies received from the IGP, some contract sums, some contract deals, etc. Could this give credence to the point made by Superintendent Asari and COP Mensa, etc., that the IGP was behind the recording of the tapes? Uh, could this give any credence to those? And could it be that there was some uh, collusion between Bugrinabu and IGP to expose these officials. Even if there were, is there anything wrong with that? We will deal with all of those. Do we need a full-scale investigation, a probe, commission of inquiry of a kind uh, into the conduct of the parties involved? This will form the basis of our discussion today. But let me provide you some updates. Alan Kodushramanti, one of the flag bearer hopefuls of the New Patriotic Party, has withdrawn from the race. He made the announcement in a statement dated September 5, 2023. Mr. Chairman, who placed third in the MPP's 26 August Special Delegates Conference, said he opted out of the race following the intimidation of his agents. He also said the race seems to uh, be deliberately skewed to favor one of the candidates. The following report has more. To some other stories, and flag bearer hopeful Alan Chermantin has withdrawn from the MPP flag bearer race. Why is he doing this? This report will give us details on why he decided to pull out of the race. In a two-page statement, Alan Chermantin says, quote, After having carefully analyzed the results of the said election, it is absolutely clear to me from events leading to during after the election that a special delegates conference was strategically and tactically skewed in favor of one particular aspirant. Unquote. The statement added that, quote, the pronouncement made by some leading members of our party, both before and after the election, also lend weight to my observation. The level of intimidation varying intensity directly and indirectly unleashed on a significant number of delegates at various voting centers across the 16 regions is unprecedented in the history of our party. In addition, the father of my polling agent in the northeast region has suffered severe damage to his eyesight arising from his bold and courageous effort to ensure compliance with the very rules and regulations for the conduct of the election as approved by the Presidential Elections Committee will forever remain a dark spot in the history of internal elections within the party." Unquote. The statement concludes that, quote, in light of the foregoing, I wish to confirm that I am honorably withdrawing from the process that will lead to the presidential primaries to be held on the 4th of November 2023. In the next coming weeks, I will provide 
an indication of the role I will play in politics in Ghana after consultation with my family and other well-wishers, various stakeholders and interest groups. I wish all the aspirants well as they continue on their journey. I also wish to use the opportunity to express my profound gratitude once again to my family, the Alan for President campaign team, and all my teaming supporters across the country and from around the world who have supported me in diverse ways over the years. Please be assured that the battle is still the Lord's, and that those who wait upon the Lord shall have their strength renewed. God bless our homeland Ghana and make our nation great and strong. Sign Alan Chamante on quotes. All right, so that's um, a short report uh, detailing what happened uh, following the resignation of, not resignation, withdrawal of Alan Chamante from the MPP flag bearer race. The big, big, big race or contest is on uh, November 4, and it's been said times without number that it is that election that matters, and that what was done on August 26 was just to sift and shortlist to five uh, as their constitution has said and alan and his people were before that primary or before that particular superdelegate election upbeat about the fact that they will make the five or they will make the cut and this one didn't really matter and then what mattered really was the november 4. so we we're all anticipating a very very competitive and keenly fought november 4 race but uh, sometime this week, he was to address a press conference and we're wondering what he was going to say, called it off, and later he issued a statement withdrawing from the race. And he just did not withdraw from it. It's not actually a big deal for somebody to withdraw from the race. It happens every time if you uh, do analysis and you realize that you will not make any impact. Sometimes it's better to withdraw. You save resources, save everybody time and everything. But he withdrew because he had specific issues with the process. He thought the process was deliberately skewed to favor one of the candidates. And though he did not name any candidate, when you speak to persons in his camp and, and persons who watch the space, the general belief is that the Alan Camp thinks that the party skewed the process to favor Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, who overwhelmingly won in this particular uh, election. Because of that, he said he did not find it necessary to continue running. And he cited the fact that his followers and his supporters were being intimidated, etc. Of course, we know about the case of his coordinator for the Northeast region, who was beating uh, his eyes swollen, and we were told that his people had shifted, and he could not open his eye again. Um, all those things, according to Alan Chermantin, uh, influenced his decision to opt out of the race. Uh, that's one of our discussion points today. Uh, to help us do the discussion, uh, we have Abraham Maliba, who is Director of Conflict Resolution of the NDC, uh, uh, the Honorable Ebenezer Ni Na Nate, a former member of parliament uh, for Ablekuma Central. We have Professor Kobi Mensa, who is a political communication strategist, and also uh, Franklin Kujo, President of Imani Africa. Gentlemen, you are welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I start off with you, uh, 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 the Honorable Ni Nanet, because your party is the MPP that um, is, is, is having to go through this issue, if it's an issue at all. But, but uh, 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 Mr. Maliba, this is the first time we're having you on the program since you took on the new road of conflict resolution. Uh, what was conflict resolution? I mean, uh, does NDC have conflicts, a lot of conflicts? And 
why the creation of this particular role? And we've seen a number, the creation of a number of new roles. So what would you be doing really as director of conflict resolution? Of course, we understand conflict resolution, but why is it so important that the NDC will have a directory to be dealing with conflicts? Thank you very much. As you are aware, the party is growing. And if a party of this nature is growing, you should expect that once a while, you have issues relating to misunderstandings. We want to have a situation where we have early warning signals that would be uh, tapped into so that if in any part of the country or within the party there are disagreements among members, there are disagreements amongst uh, party leadership, this department will be the one that will provide the party with those information so that the party can move quickly to douse them. Rather than waiting for matters to end up in court, we think that we want to cut down on the number of our members who will be rushing to court every now and then and derailing our process. You remember one such court process nearly derailed our parliamentary and presidential elections. And uh, it was at the tail end that we were able to wiggle our way out. So this department, being a new department, is supposed to ensure that disagreements, conflicts that arise within the party mm. are nipped in the bud long before even anybody thinks about going to court. Mm. So it will also assist the legal affairs directorate to not constantly go into court and uh, focus on rather defending the party in areas such as fighting state institutions that are supposed to do right things that they are not doing the right things mm. and not to have the legal affairs department going to court because of disagreements within the party mm. so it will take that pressure away from the legal affairs department where you have a constituency executive suing the party and you have to rush to court so this department is supposed to deal with the differences that arise within the party and so, so, the so this department deals with so let's say the legal affairs department will have to go to court when the matters have gone to court but you will identify the matters deal Stop with them before so they don't escalate they don't escalate very well yeah. all right great uh, but you're still a member of the legal team obviously you're a senior, very senior member of the party oh, that's, that's yeah. fine uh, great. Team, yeah. great 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 all right so um honorable ni na nati um, i don't know where you belong because we understand a number of the mps it's a majority of the mps about 80 percent <laughs> or so of them uh, belong to the baumia camp i mean um are you also in the baumia camp good morning my brother let me say um good morning to our viewers and listeners as well and this is my first time of coming here mm. um, i've been to your old place but mm. i have not been called yesterday like by now i'll do oh, to I see. Okay. So, but the radio is there so yes so um i thank you for inviting me and let me take this opportunity to um say good morning to my constituents more especially the good people of public mass central constituency and mm. then let me wish some people who are celebrating their birthday in my constituency mm. um sarah um, Alute, who is celebrating her birthday, my brother and friend, um, 
Ebenezer Piaget also celebrating his, his birthday. And then one of the people who want to contest me mm. um, in the primaries, uh, Jefferson Saki. Um, oh, today, okay. Today That's Jefferson Saki's constituency yes. as well. But I'll give him a showdown. So you give him a showdown. I'll give him a showdown. <laughs> so I wish him a happy birthday. I pray to God to grant all of them their heart's desire. I see. Right. So I you have the birthday list of your constituents. <laughs> I see. All right. So, so that, right. that obviously means that yes. you, of course, you are former MP. The NDC has a seat now, yeah. and you, you are hoping to, to take it back from the NDC. Definitely. And so you are going through the process. Yes. Uh, when is the election? Um, the date is not fixed yet, mm. but um, the party have decided that latest by on the 2nd of December, we should be able to finish all our parliamentary primaries. So we are yet to um, start with a vetting. Mm. So you've not done vetting? Too. We have not done your vetting yet. Mm. And then maybe probably by December, latest by December. But today and tomorrow, they are doing some acclamation. There are some constituencies that people, only one person pick a nomination form. So in those constituencies, they are doing acclamation um, today and tomorrow. Mm. And then I think that ours will be following, maybe in a week or two, we'll start mm. with our vetting and then we'll have the election. But how can you be in a contest without knowing the, the date of the election? Is that not a bother? How do you plan? I mean, in terms of resources, how do you plan to spread the resources, how do you spread no, the your date, time, the, That's what I'm saying. The, the date, they have not fixed a particular date. Which is important, isn't it? Yes, but we have been told that by the end, by 2nd December, mm. we should be able to finish with all our parliamentary primaries. Including the orphan constituents. No, no, no. The, 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 the sitting MP's nomination will be open, I think, on the 15th of December. Okay. And the election will be held in February. Mm. But ours will be held latest by 2nd of December. Mm. But we are doing the vetting probably either a week or two. Mm. We'll be doing vetting. And no one you give a, you do vetting, you have to wait for the vetting's report. Yes. After the report, if there are people that maybe sure. have been disqualified, they are, have to meet the arbitration committee and all those things. Before, so I'm, I'm hoping mm. that by December 2nd, we'll finish with it. Very well. We wish you the very best in, Thank in, you. in that reason. We'll be there to cover and, and, and provide Thank updates as, as and when the, the dates are set. So, yes, yeah. but are, you a, are you a Baumia camp person? Now, it appears that's where a lot of people belong. But I was the, I was the pooling agent for Baumia at the national headquarters. Oh, you were the pooling agent for yes, Baumia? Yes, I was, I was <laughs> the pooling agent for him. I see. Yes. But so what's, the, what's the, the talk in your camp? Is your camp surprised that Alan Chermatin withdrew from the race? Um, not that we are surprised, but I believe that it's democracy mm. and everybody wants the best for the party. Mm. And we believe that um, currently um, the vice president is capable of leading the party mm. for the 2024 election. So therefore, um, most of us decided there are some members of parliament mm. there are some former ministers of state there are some former members of parliament there are current deputy ministers who are supporting alan Chamartin. so when i hear people saying that um the institution is 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 is, 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 is scheming against alan Chamartin and other aspirants i get so worried and got so disturbed about it mm. because let me give you one example the deputy minister for finance abron sasari Supporting Alan Chamati, mm -hmm. Finance Ministry. Mm -hmm. We have the Minister for Railways, mm -hmm. Honorable Pitamewu, supporting Alan Chamati. Mm -hmm. These are only two examples you can give. We have for, for Abna Oseasari, we know the history of, I mean, we have passed the father, everybody. So somebody, for her, somebody, somebody can also give you an history between him and Dr. Baumaya. Mm -hmm. 
my own brother and friend, my brother, it's my blood brother, Silver Saturday, supporting Alan Chamatin. There's one, Carlos Ahinkra, MP for Temawes, supporting Alan Chamatin. That is understandable because he was deputy to him, so it only means that they would have worked together and he felt that he was like. It can also go against him. It might also be in the same ministry, but it can also go against him. So it doesn't matter. Every one of us have our own thinking. Mm. And we believe that following this person, there's no problem with it. Mm. Supporting this person, there's no problem with it. For, for, for me, I think that it is neither here or there that government machinery. The last time I was asking somebody that did you know who the president voted for when he came to the National Headquarters to cut his vote on the 26th of August? Mm. Did you know who the chief of staff voted for? Did you know who the former chief of staff, Kodon Pini? voted for when he came to cast his vote. Mm. So, <laughs> when... But we, we, could, we could tell by their utterances and by their conduct mm -hmm. who they might vote for. Of course, the vote is secret, you know, so they tell us that this is the person they voted for. We will not know. But I can we, speak we, I can speak for you, mm. but at the same time, vote against you. Of course. So, <laughs> I, 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 I might show this some displeasure about the attitude of certain things that goes on, which I think that might not help us. So, so the point you're making is that what people might have like it didn't matter whether people were supporting one candidate I, or not to be honest and sincere with you i don't i i don't see any wrong with anybody supporting somebody to be honest with you but the allegation has been that uh, and, and alan said this in his letter uh, or his statement he said that the process appeared skewed and by that you know the inference is that there there was an establishment candidate and the establishment did all it, it could to marshal forces for him, to make him visible and to make him the, the person who will win at all costs. And we, we saw in the result that he pulled quite a number of votes overwhelmingly. And so the argument is that if you have the whole system behind one person, it, it makes it difficult for anybody to, to just make it. That, that is so why it wasn't I'm saying that useful continuing with the process. Where do we draw the line saying that? Is a system that is supporting a candidate. And when we talk about the process, Alan Chermantin went to the national office to visit the national executives, mm. promised to print the register that is going to be used at the various constituencies to the party. Dr. Mahmoud Baumia visited the national headquarters, promised to pay for the membership card for party people. Mm. The process for the so election. So those things happen. So it means the register that was so used I, I, was paid for by Alan. Exactly. So I don't. ID cards used were paid for by Balmian. No, even it's not everybody who even uses ID card. But mm. the election will ask of your accreditation, that shows that you are an, um, a delegate, either your Ghana card or your voters ID card. Mm. We didn't even use the party card, but we are rolling out a new membership card, and so he decided to pay for. Mm. Alan decided to pay for the membership card. So when we say that. Um, the process were not fair to him. I asked so many questions. Ballot was not done by um, the, the committee. Mm. It was the EC who did the balloting. So you cannot say that, oh, um, because we did balloting, but we have picked number 10. What about Kennedy picking number 1? Mm. What about the others picking number 5 and number 6? And at every instance of the process before the election, candidates or their reps are being invited to discuss. Mm -hmm. Anytime people raise concern, you can remember there was a concern being raised about the register. 
that there are some people who are not supposed to vote, there are some people who, that are not included in all those things. A meeting was called. It was ratified. And at the end of the day, they were, they, all, they were all satisfied with the decision and we went ahead for the election. So when people complain about some of these things, I just ask myself, like, what actually do people want the process to be, how, how do they want the process to be done? Mm. Because for me, I think that all what we are supposed to do as a party was done. Mm. Proper engagement was done. At any given time when alarms are being blown, people raise concerns and they've been rectified. On that day when we got to the center, my brother and friend, Hobson Adore, was the agent for Alan Chermantin. He said, where we have put the ballot um, box and then the pool is not right, so it should be turned. I just kept, I just kept quiet. I told the youth that, look, do what they are supposed to, they, they think that it is right, that will bring peace. Anybody who came to cast his or a vote on that day passed through the normal process just as any other person. The first person who came to cast his vote was the president. Mm. When he came, I asked the one who is following that master, go and bring your voters article before you come and cast your vote. President but, but you see, it may not be, it may not be just it may not be events just on the voting day. Uh, I read portions of his statements um, he issued on the September 5th, and it says that after having carefully analyzed the results of the said elections, it is absolutely clear to me from events leading to during and after the elections, and that's on your screen, uh, that the uh, Special Delegates Conference was strategically and tactically, strategically and tactically <laughs> skewed in favor of one particular aspirant. So the pronouncements made by some leading members of our party, both before and after the elections, also lend weight to my observations. Now, this is it. So the level of intimidation of varying intensity. So the intimidation is alleging that there, it was a spectrum, okay? And so there were varying intensity. Some were not so, so, so intense, very intense ones too. Directly and indirectly unleashed on a significant number of delegates at various voting centers across the 16 regions is unprecedented in the history of our party. In addition, the fact that my polling agent in Northeast region has suffered severe damage to his right eyesight arising from his bold and courageous effort to ensure compliance with the very rules and regulations for the conduct of the elections as approved by the presidential elections committee will forever remain a dark spot in the history of internal elections within our party the incident and the various acts of violence and collusion reported in other voting centers are appalling, unconscionable, and despicable. And he says that he is committed to the value of the safety of those who work with him and for him, and he will not, and he will always fight for their interest. And so the question he keeps asking himself is, how did we get here as a party in the first place? And how far are we prepared to tread on this dangerous path of self-destruction? Regrettably, I'm convinced that the circumstances I have referred to earlier will not persist or even be escalated in the next round of elections for which balloting is scheduled for Wednesday 6th of September 2023. 
It goes ahead to say that in the light of the foregoing, I wish to confirm that I'm honorably withdrawing from the process that will lead to the presidential primary to be held on November 4, 2023. In the next coming weeks, I will provide an indication of the role that I will play in politics in Ghana after consultations with my family and well wishes, various stakeholders and interest groups, and that is pregnant. That's, that's a very pregnant statement, mm -hmm. and we await uh, the aftermath of the consultations. It goes I just, I wish all the other aspirants well as they continue on their journey. I also wish to use this opportunity to express my profound gratitude once again to my family, the Alam for President, the campaign team, and all my teaming supporters in Ghana and from around the world who have supported me in diverse ways over the years. Please be assured that the battle is still the Lord's and that those who wait upon the Lord shall have their strength renewed. God bless our homeland Ghana and make our nation great and strong. Signed, Honorable Alan Chermanting. This is it. Very, very, very serious statements he has made. You know, intimidation of varying intensity, directly and indirectly. You know, are you telling me that these things are just being made, allegations are just being made in a vacuum? He is in there, and he knows, he who feels it knows it. He is suffering the, the intensity of the intimidation. His people cannot come out openly. His, his financiers are being chased here and there. So, so he, he, he's come to a place where, you know, he's suffocated. So he had to, you know, opt out of the race. That is serious. When he talks about intimidation, I don't know the intimidation that he's talking about. Mm. Apart from the Northeast that he set an example, Mm. Can you give me one other um, center mm. that there was a problem there? Mm. Or there's one center that, that there was an intimidation at that we, 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 we had a threat of showdown. Some people's police. So have you find have you find out from have you find out from Kennedy? No, have you find out from Kennedy? Have you find out from Kennedy why he made that statement and what the issue was? The showdown. You see, sometimes people just exaggerate and be saying things that they know that they, there's no fact with it. So the show that was business? I'm telling you that I was an agent for Baumia at the National Headquarters. Mm. You can call Opsi. I can give you his number. Ask him wh whether there was any intimidation at the polling station at the headquarters. No, but the headquarters is a place for the creme de la creme, the top people. So you don't misbehave there. Greater Accra, 71 people, 71 people went to cast their vote. Mm. Can you give me one example of what happened in Greater Accra? Kodua mm. who was an agent for, um, how do you call it, um, uh, uh, Kennedy at Central Region. Mm. Call them and find out. So apart from the Northeast, that there was an incident mm. as to what transpired, as to what really happened. Me sitting here, I don't know. Mm. I don't really know what happened, whether the person who was hurt, the uh, Alan's agent, whether it was from Baumier's camp or whether it's from Kennedy's camp or any other, other person's camp, I don't know. Mm. So how then do you jump into conclusion and say that because of one incident, there's been intimidation at centers and other places? Mm. Talk about... People, financiers refusing. When you are going for analysis, people just do analysis. Mm. I'm putting my money in this venture. So, but the financiers tell you that, Charlie, because I'm supporting you, I'm not getting this. These guys are not paying because they tell me that I'm supporting you. So I will not, they will not give me money to come and support that, that, you. That, 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 that is his word against the words of the people. I can decide to tell these stories. Mm. If, I, if, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I don't have the money, I can tell these stories. I knew this before the, the race, before the August 26th race. Who knew it? I said, we knew this. Yes. I mean, they had complained about this before. About people, conductors are even complaining that they are not being paid. Mm. So, because 
you come to me for money and I, and, and I didn't get the money for you, meaning that because I'm supporting you... No, but I'm giving reasons pay. that because you, because you are supporting... That's what I'm saying. That is the, is, 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 is the, you. Is the person just saying something to just satisfy you? Very well. I because see. if indeed the person really wants to support you, he will not tell you what he's telling you. Mm. That because I am supporting you, finance ministry is refusing to pay me to get money for you. I mean, I mean, I see. who will believe But this? a lot of things happen in politics, you know that. Including, mafia, politics, including mafia taxes. As of a lot of things happen in politics. Very well. You, you, we'll come back. <laughs> uh, um, Mr. Maliba, uh, this is really not your risk, but I'm sure you guys are watching keenly. And I does appear that uh, your, your, your nightmare will, will, will happen, Dr. Baumia. A lot of people have said that you guys fear him. It appears that with Alan getting out of the race and all of that, it's a straight fight between Dr. Baumia and Kennedy Japan. Most likely, others have said that Baumia is likely to, to, to emerge as winner. What do you make of Alan Chermantin's withdrawal from the race and some of the issues that he cited uh, as basis for his, his withdrawal? Let me start by saying that Dr. Baumia is the least person that the NDC is afraid of. Mm. Indeed, would have been afraid of Alan more than Dr. Baumia. Really? But it appears all your attacks are towards Baumia. Because mm. he has credibility issues. Mm. Indeed, for us, if Baumia emerges the campaign, Will be much easier than if it were Alan Chirimante. Mm. I see. But you see, the withdrawal of Alan, together with the reasons he gave, for me, is a scar on the conscience of our democracy. Mm. Why am I saying this? Alan is not talking about numbers, as my colleague wanted us to believe, that he's just one person. Alan did not talk about numbers. Probably he didn't read Alan's statement. Alan talks about intensity of intimidation and threats. Mm. The degree. That's what he talked about. And when you are going for internal elections and you gorge out one's eye, how does that make it better? Mm. Because it's just one person. If you are going for internal elections, and you're already gorging out, and that is just the, the preliminary one. Well, how about the other one they are going to do in November? Mm. How many eyes will they gorge out? <laughs> and that is what Alan is talking about. So he didn't say numbers. Alan did not state numbers in his statement. He mm. said the intensity of the threats and the intimidations has never happened in their party before. Mm. So they should get that right. But Am I surprised? I'm not surprised. Mm. Because there's a saying that if you create a monster, and this is one of my favorite sayings, if you create a monster to eat up your opponent, after it has finished eating up your opponent, mm. because it is used to blood, because that monster is used to drinking blood, mm. it will turn itself on you yourself. Mm. In the general elections, they kill eight people to become mm. president. <laughs> what do you expect in their own internal elections? Mm. Are you surprised? Don't be surprised. Mm. And so, what is happening in the MPP is nothing new. 
But would that affect the MPP? Yes. Already, the redrawal has created a situation where they couldn't proceed with their balloting, isn't mm -hmm. it? Because he resigned a day before. A day. And the balloting is in hiatus. It's hanging. That shows you the caliber of Alan Chiromati in the MPP. Those who think that it's just a mere resignation or a mere withdrawal from a contest, mm. look at the, the, the person. Alan is a colossal, mm. particularly when you get to the Ashanti region. But that didn't show in the, that didn't show no, the results. No, those, we are, me, you, and your cameraman are saying that times are hard. Mm. Those who went and voted are those who are benefiting. Mm. Are you getting my analysis? Mm. If, if times are hard, but there are people who are benefiting under this time as a hard government. They were the ones who went to vote. So what do you expect? Really? Oh, yeah. What do you expect? Uh -huh. To gauge the people's, the people's um, concerns, I saw a video where in Kumasi, I think Dr. Mamumba, yes, vehicles were passing through town oh. and the traders were hooting at him. I saw oh. that. Maybe your cameraman will help you see, get it. Oh. And these are the real Kumasi people. Why would they be hooting at? I'm, I'm sure, I, I, yeah, that was when there was something at Asantini's palace in Kumasi recently. Did I, consider I think so. And Where he went for blessings from, the, from, from Asantini. Whatever happened. But the people, when the vehicles were, the VAs were passing, they were hooting at, at him. So, maybe they were NDC people. Oh, like you indicated, we are not concerned about their elections. Mm -hmm. But he's vice president for everybody. So once he was passing, he's vice president for Ghana. And of course, he's not hundred percent popular. I mean, he could be popular, but I'm not sure about. And I'm talking about. And I'm talking 100%. about the the colossal nature of Alan Chirmantin amongst the Ashanti region mm. people. That's what I'm talking about. And so, will it have an effect? It would. Mm. Depending on how he carries himself from now till next year. We are hearing that he may form a party mm. or he may go independent or he may just sit aloof. Any of these three will be drawing from the MPP stock. He sits aloof meaning that there's going to be apathy amongst his supporters. He forms a political party, meaning that he's drawing from the MPP stock, votes away. He goes independent, it's the same thing. So, Alan's withdrawal from the race should not be seen as child's play. And it is only the fish that will come out of the water and tell you that the crocodile has one eye. Alan is the one who is feeling the pinch. Mm. So you don't sit here and say that, oh, but this didn't happen there. This didn't happen there. You know where it pinches most when you wear your shoe. Mm. And so he knew what he went through when he contested the elections. And so when he's coming out and telling you some of these things, look, the com a committee has been set we are in the third weekend. Next week will be third week. A committee has been said to look into the matters. What, what have you heard? 
But they've not finished. Ah. Committee is sitting. But uh, committee will be sit till that kingdom come. Yes, three weeks. You know we have three. No, 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 no. Look, there should have been some finest now. Hmm. If you are a serious political party, wanting to douse the fire, because you need to deal with these matters before you go to the next stage. You are balloted mm. for the next stage. How about my concerns? What is happening to my concerns? And so, if you are a serious political party, you don't allow this thing to continue to fester. Who has been punished? Nobody has been punished. And so, I am of the view that, yes, there could be an establishment candidate, but the way and manner in which the establishment is going about you know, these elections and skewing it, according to Alan Chiromante, is the reason why we have these tensions. Mm. Because it is like everybody has been whipped into line. Those who have not been whipped into line, and he's uh, mentioning them, are those who are deviants. And they see them as such. They see them as people who, who are not playing to the game. But why? Are you surprised that the establishment is behind uh, Dr. Baumia? The establishment, led by Nana Kuvado, will definitely be looking for a malleable person who can give him protection when he leaves office. Oh. Why will they give him protection when he leaves office? This government has created a lot of rot. Oh. Corruption. Under this government has never been seen in Ghana since independence. Mm. You have a president who continues clearing his ministers and telling them, oh, they will be cleared. Oh, nothing has gone wrong. Oh, they, he, he wished them well. They, 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 were, they, uh, they will be exonerated. All these things. You have a finance minister who has used his position to amass wealth using his data bank. So, Recently, you saw one million in somebody's room. And so, the establishment is looking for who can protect them when they are in opposition. And they think that the person who can do that effectively is the one who, who protect them when they are in opposition or who, no, who, who, who leave, when they leave office. Yes, I mean, apparently thinking that they will win the elections. Yes, they need somebody who will make them win the election. And they think that person is Dr. Baumia. That's, that's okay. And I'm saying that they're looking for somebody who is malleable. Who is malleable so that they can continue to enjoy their loot. Why? Mm. Didn't the MPP say that they have a system where people take their turns? Mm. And didn't Nana Adudu tell the people of this country that Allah will be the next after him? And that gave birth to his resignation, his refusal to go for a second round in Legon. You remember that? Mm. No, but I thought that was said in his victory speech. So that was said after he had stepped down from the race. So that did not... No, no, I'm saying that there were processes that led to the stepping down. Mm. And that gave birth to his comment mm. that because of that, you'll be the next. I see. So if all these things... And did I hear that there was a meeting held in Kufour's house? And uh, those in attendance were the uh, president, Nana Adodranka Akufado, and uh, Alan. And at I that mean, just, meeting, just recently. And that, yes, and that, at that meeting, Akufado banged the table and said that he will make sure that 
Bahamian uh, becomes president? Is when, there such a meeting? When, when was this? Like, when, when did this come up? I'm after saying, the resignation? Yes, after the resignation. But if it's, if it's, if it's, if, I mean, after the withdrawal, if it's yes. withdrawn, yes. then there's just a few people and, you know. To, no, so, no, no, listen to me. There was a meeting mm. between the two of them mm. at Kufour's house. And the meeting was to discuss what? There, and there I'm are saying a lot that of candidates. In, in, intelligence have been picked. Mm. And I'm saying that at that meeting, Nana Adufa Kufado stormed out of the meeting and banged the table. Was there such a meeting? I, I don't know. Okay. So, food for thought. But it is clear that the resignation is creating ripples. Mm. It's creating instability in the MPP. But like you are saying, we can only watch and we are watching. I see. Prof, um, the, the, it does appear, so Professor Kobi Mensah is a political communication strategist uh, he's with the Investor of Ghana Business School. Uh, is it not a case that Alan Chiamantin is finding excuses for his abysmal showing in the August 26th poll. He didn't even come second. He's always been number two to Nanado. Now Baumia comes and he's not number two, he's number three. It's so embarrassing. He doesn't know what to pin it on. So he says his people were intimidated and uses one incident of his Northeast coordinator to say that there were intimidation instances and all of that. And because of that, is opting out of the race. Is it, is it not just finding excuses for an abysmal performance? Salam, thank you. And let me say uh, good morning to uh, Abraham and uh, Honorable. Uh, thanks uh, for sharing the platform with me. And of course, I hear Franklin will be here as well, or is here as well. Uh, I don't think so. And I would give you instances. I think that when uh, Honorable was actually speaking, uh, he said that you know he doesn't understand why uh, people argue that the processes have been skewed just like alan said and he gave instances you know why he doesn't think so now because the platform is also for educational purposes i would like to veer into that side a little bit so that at least public would understand why we do some of these analysis it is very well and good for you know political communication coming from the sources of a political party to actually tone the line of, you know, honorable's position, uh, because obviously they serve as black boxes. You know, they can give information that appear to be cogent to the public. But of course, that is not all the information. You remember, there's a certain asymmetry between what we know and what they know. Mm. Uh, of course, they would not come out to tell us the kind of thing that they know, but that is not to the benefits of the party. And so those of us who are outside, including the opposition, like uh, Amaleba is actually in the taking the position, we then serve as the filter to sort of uh, expose some of the things that they might not tell the public. And that's why we do some of these things. Now, when you look at processes, uh, there are strategic ones and operation, uh, operational ones. Uh, printing of a uh, uh, what do you call a, a booklet, I don't think that it's a very strategic work to do. So if Alan decides that he will sponsor the printing of the booklet, I don't see how strategic it would influence the results. Unless, of course, you have a suspicion that he's going to change the content of it. But I don't think that's the point, because once everybody has agreed to it, he cannot print something that is not what had been agreed to and pass it on to the, public, uh, to the party. So certainly printing of a booklet is not strategic. Uh, 
uh, Baromial, you know, offering to actually pay for the, uh, what do you call it? did he say the cards? Of course, that's not strategic. But let's ask him one question. Why is it that we know when the presidential primaries is going to be held, but we don't know that of the parliamentary? Have you asked that question or have you answered that particular question? Of course, the reasons is what Alan is actually adducing to. The idea of manipulation, the idea that a certain MP would have to be coerced to support a certain candidate because of fear of being competed against if they declare their support basis towards a certain you know, contestant. And so the party machinery is creating a certain uncertainty in the minds of those who genuinely would believe that perhaps Alan is the right choices. And so they are whipping line in that sense. Now, what about the idea that the formation or the voting processes itself, two methods were actually outlined. One of them is to congregate everybody in one place so that, you know, people do not feel coerced to vote in a particular direction versus let's do it from different centers. And nine of them actually said that we do not like the centers because people will feel coerced because they will feel that they could easily be identified. And only one person had agreed to, you know, that method. So they decided to boycott or they decided not to go with the nine people, but go with the one person. How is that not influencing the process. Now, Salam, there's a reason why in our elections, we do not vote for presidential election in one day and then the parliamentary in another day. Remember in 1992, we voted the presidential before we did of the parliamentary. MPP led by Edu Bohan had written the stolen verdict to discredit the process and they had gone on to actually abstain from the parliamentary election. That made the government of the uh, NDC at the time, uh, President, former President Rawlings's you know, regime, illegitimate. And they called it an illegitimate government, and rightly so. Since then, we have changed the process to make sure that presidential and parliamentary happens at the same time. You doing a presidential primaries before a parliamentary primaries means that you want to influence the parliamentary primaries because, and especially the idea that they were supposed to only select five and there's a mechanism where those five could be announced to the general public without necessarily arranging them hierarchically. Yet they avoided that and came out with a certain announcement to say, this was first, this was second, this was third. If that was not strategic to influence the November election, what else would you say? For me, there are so many processes that actually indicate, including the lobbying for finances, etc. He's actually saying that everybody had a equal playing field. There are information, intelligence that we have gathered that certain people within the ranks of the MPP leadership had actually 
decided to finance in a certain order so that they can influence the minds of the superdelegate people not to vote for. And these are some of the issues. So, yes, if I were in your shoe as a party communicator, perhaps that's the same line I would talk. But to us who are observing and who are actually strategically have to inform the general public, I don't think that you are being you know, uh, truthful to what has actually taken place. There are so many other things that actually respond to or that actually reflect on Alan's, you know, uh, what do you call uh, uh, complaint. And they are genuine. And as uh, Amaliba said, if indeed the party took what they call as due process very seriously, they would have actually attended to the concerns raised by Alan and had dealt with it instead of trying to brush it aside. I think that is very unfortunate and it really dents the image of our democracy and very much dents the image of the MPP party branch. But I mean, a few of the things you've said, so the, uh, the, the, the coalition of the, or the congregation of the delegates at one venue was what a lot of the candidates called for. Uh, the Bahamia campaign really was not in support of that. But it was a proposition by the elections committee that the candidates were all responding to. So it's not as if it's a it was a position put forward by the Bahamia campaign, which was adopted by the elections committee. It was an elections committee uh, or party position. And the nine uh, said they did not really think it was the way to go. So they petitioned the, the committee, and the committee or the party found no merit in it. So that should not be seen maybe as an attempt to skew it because it didn't come from the Bahamia campaign as far as we know. I agree. But, you know, Salam, two things can happen. There could have been lobbying at the back mm. before that proposition was put forward amongst the, uh, what do you call the contestant. Mm. If genuinely it hadn't happened in that way, or even let's say that, yes, uh, the party structures had proposed and they were to support or disagree with genuine concerns. Now, nine people, majority, you're in a democracy where majority rules, nine people had objected with a certain rational concerns. How do you then reject that and then go for the position that you have put forward but supported by one person? It doesn't actually add up. I mean, if you read the principle of sufficient reasoning, they say that there are so many reasons for things, but the one that we adopt in argument is the most compelling that is logical to everybody else. You cannot say that the position of, you know, Baumier's camp where they say that they're okay with whatever goes is compelling than what the other nine actually put forward. It doesn't add up. Mm, very well. Um, uh, that's Professor Kobimensa, uh, political communication strategist, uh, espousing his views on, on the happenings in the MPP in respect of Alachia Martins' withdrawal from the flag bearer ship race. We will take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we will progress the discussion uh, and, and delve into other aspects of, of the same matter. This is the big issue on 97.3 CTFM. We'll be right back with more.
Yeah, welcome back to the big issue. Uh, very big welcome to our TV viewers too. Um, uh, this morning we're looking at two key issues. One is Alex Martin's withdrawal from the MPP flag bearer race. We're asking whether it's good riddance uh, or it's trouble for the MPP. Uh, it's, it's been matters one month after the other about the Alan Camp complaining of many things. And indeed, in his resignation or the withdrawal letter, withdrawal from the race letter, stating his withdrawal from the letter from the race, he mentioned intimidation intense, I mean, various, varying, intimidation of varying intensity, he says, and, and other things. He's, he's citing his uh, campaign coordinator of Polynesia for the Northeast, uh, beating and all of that. That's the statement on your screen that he issued in, in, in uh, you know, uh, to, that, that he resigned, his resignation statement. And, uh, Many things were said in that statement, some uh, very damning. For example, the level of intimidation of varying intensity, directly and indirectly, unleashed on a significant number of delegates at various voting centers across the 16 regions is unprecedented in the history of the party. In addition, the fact that my polling agents in the Northeast region have suffered severe damage to his eyesight arising from his bold and courageous effort to ensure compliance with the rules and regulations of the conduct of the election as approved by the Elections Committee will forever remain a blot or a dark spot in the history of internal elections uh, within the party. And he also says in the preceding paragraph or two paragraphs before the one I just read that it appeared that the, uh, the whole process was strategically and tactically skewed to favor one particular aspirant. Based on all of this, he says it, it did not make sense remaining in the contest because it appears the outcome has already been determined. So it appears he's just arranging it to get to that desired outcome. And that desired outcome we've gathered from his camp is, is, is Dr. Baumia, Vice President of the Republic, who won quite overwhelmingly in that uh, superdelegates election. Number two, we'll also look at the matter of the leaked tape, which is our second discussion. New revelations have come, new videos have come out after the hearing uh, by the Parliamentary uh, Ad Hoc Committee. Is it time for a full-scale inquiry, or we should just do it this way and leave it? Is the police service, the, at least the top hierarchy of the police service, is it in disarray, or is it just a few people who are unhappy with the conduct or workings of the IGP? Is it also the case that they are not happy because the IGP appears to be doing the right thing, and that the right thing the IGP is doing is not inuring to their benefits. On that tape, we heard about the, 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 the bitterness expressed about how the IGP conducted or deployed its men, his men, at the Komewu by-election. And there was a prediction that if it wasn't checked, they were going to lose the Asin North election. Asin North was lost. A lot of people praised the police service for doing the right job, arresting people who were even uh, uh, affiliated to the governing party, etc. People thought the IGP or the police service did the yeoman's job, and so we did not have issues in Asin North. The governing party lost, even though it wasn't their seat, but they were hoping to win it, given the situation or issues that surrounded that particular by-election. Now, this tape has emerged. Which means that, and they said that with this IGP at the helm, they cannot break the eight. These are top police officers having 
chat with a top politician who has now become a chief. And chiefs are not supposed to be engaging in active partisan politics. But that, that's what it is. Top, top poli uh, I mean, police officers, COP, the top level, you know, apart from IGP, engage in this communication with a political activist, former Northern Regional Chairman of the party, saying that the IGP being at the helm will not help their agenda, the party's agenda, to break the eight. And this has become a, a, a big matter. They also say that this IGP is the worst they've ever seen in the history of the police service, at least their 31 years stay in the service. This is the, the worst they've seen. And a whole lot of things. Parliament has been listening to them. They've been making their points known. A lot of those points, we believe, will also be made in camera. Now, new videos have emerged of, of giving traction to the suggestion that uh, IGP might have known about the, the recording. Bugri Nabu in those leaked videos uh, appeared to be telling his people in a heated argument about how they shared some monies that the IGP had given them. We do not know. Maybe details will come up. We're looking at all of this and asking whether it's time for a full-scale investigation or probe into, into the matter, given the new revelations we've had. Uh, my guest for the discussion, uh, the Honorable Ebenezer Ni Nate, former member of Parliament for Ablikuma Central, also an aspirant for the same See, The NDC took it away from him. He wants to take it back for the MPP. Uh, Abraham Maliba, who is Director of Conflict Resolution of the NDC, and then Professor Kobi Mensah, political communication strategist. Uh, my good friend Franklin Kujo will join us in due course. So this is the discussion, really. All right, now, let, let's make some progress. Alan Shemantin's resignation. He says he will tell us about his future a bit later and, and, and all of that. But um, let, let, let me come to you again, uh, Professor uh, uh, Kobi Mensah. Alan's popularity um, appears to have been dwindling, and this is where we would get to. In 2007, um, he, he, he made around 37%, uh, sorry, 30% thereabout against Nanaldo. They were supposed to, that we have that on your screen. Um, in 2007, uh, Alan Chermantin made 32.30% against Nana Kufado, who is now president, against his 47.96%. Because Nanado could not make 50%, there was supposed to have been a runoff. A runoff, he said it was not necessary for him to engage in and that he will concede defeat to him. These were his words. He, he will concede victory to him. And so Nanado became excited and made a few points that he will be present after him and all of that. You know, that was 32.30%. At the time, he was also described as the establishment candidate. Now, fast forward. Nanado loses the election to Professor Mills. God rest his soul. In 2010, in 2010, now we have Nanado getting 77.92%, 77.92% against Alan's 20.40%. Uh, you, sh you should know where he came from. He came from the 30s, now at 20.40%. Now, fast forward. He, he goes to, we, we now go to, um, so 2010 was for the 2012 election. 2012 election was between Nanado and uh, John Mahama. It was originally supposed to have been Professor Mills, but he died in July, and the NDC quickly put forward his vice as flag bearer in John Mahama. And then in a three, four-month intensive election campaign, he beat Nanado. Nanado 
did not take it kindly. He went to court. The court affirmed John Mohammed's victory. Now, in 2014, there was, super, there was a superdelegates conference as well, where there were a number of candidates, so it had to be uh, whittled down to five. Now, Nanado makes 80%, 80.81%. Omiya makes 7.97%. Sorry, Alan makes 7.97%. From 20.40%, to 7.97%. We're looking at the dwindling fortunes of Alan in the party. His dwindling popularity. Now, this was the 2014 Superdelegates Conference. Now they had a proper conference itself. And not so different from what he made in the Superdelegates, but Ronaldo improved, making 80.81% against Alan's 7 0.97%. So it meant that the base, after all, uh, was a reflection of, it was generally a reflection of, of the main, of the superdelegates. That, that, that's what really it means. Because if in the superdelegates he made, uh, uh, I mean, the, the, the difference wasn't much. So that's what, that's where it ended. So Donado goes ahead in 2016 to uh, beat uh, John Mahama and became president in 2017. 20, uh, the election, the next election, uh, Nanado was president, so nobody contested him. Now, this is the next time an opportunity has come itself. And Alan Chermantin thinks it is his time. That's why his, his, his slogan or mantra uh, was a Drew Misu, which means it's my turn. Learning from uh, Nanado, who says, you know, you buying into or, or, or working into the the, the, uh, the longevity argument that the party rewards longevity. So now he says it drew me so, because it's always been number two. But unfortunately, in this particular one, he doesn't come out well. There was a certain Kennedy Japan, there's been a certain Kennedy Japan who has come from nowhere, and now there's Baumia too, because Nanado cannot run again. And Baumia comes and whips the votes and throws Alan who has always been number two, to number three. Baumia makes 68.15%, as you can see on your screen, in the Superdelegates Conference, which happened some two, three weeks ago. Kennedy Japan, from nowhere, first-time contender, and Baumia to first-time contender. Kennedy now comes second, 14.30. And Alan, who many thought should be the guy we should be looking at, now makes 10.29%. Prop, the question is, Alan, from the history and the records we have just shown, okay, so this is a summary of everything. Uh, the, 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 this is a summary of everything. So look at the 2014, the part two of it, the proper, uh, the proper conference, the, the proper delegates conference, where there were over 200,000 people or so were to vote. Nanado makes 94.38%, 94.38 or 35%. Alan makes just 4.75% overwhelmingly popular than him, Nanado. But of course, Nanado is Nanado. He's been there, Kumi Preku. He's been there, you know, Alliance for Change and all of that. So people knew him. Yenimu Frititi and all of that. And he had contested 2007 conference, 2008 election. He's, he's been around, and this was his time. So that was understandable. 4.75 for Alan. Now, in 2023, he makes only 10% against new entrants. 
his popularity is not one anybody could argue was on the rise. It wasn't. So this outcome we have seen was inevitable. And there was no way he was going to turn this around in November. This is what people are saying, that because he knows he'll be embarrassed in November, he had to blame his defeat or his, his poor showing in this on some isolated incidents. Uh, Prof, talk to me about the, 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 the dwindling popularity of him, of Alan, uh, and what people think he's putting up some excuse to, to just opt out of the race. This is data. Salam, you're right. This is data. And uh, if I go back to my original principle, uh, which Nkrumah states clearly in his uh, conscientism uh, book, uh, the principle of sufficient reason, I would not fault anyone who actually would interpret the data uh, from that perspective. But I would say that your explanation has to be compelling enough uh, by considering you know, scenarios. Now, uh, from the data that you presented, let's ask ourselves whether and I think that the source, you know, the source uh, data is actually 2007. Uh, the, 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 where we can actually make the analysis from is from 2007. By 2007, are we saying that that was the first time Nanado actually had contested the presidential primaries? No, he had contested uh, what he called Kufour long ago in Sunyani, which I think was 19, what was it, 1995? or thereabout. about 90, Nanado, uh, 98. 98, exactly. Nanado had contested uh, what he called uh, Kufour then. Very popular. So by that analysis of those who say that the dwindling of Ireland, let's look at that. When Nanado had contested you know, Kufour, and he was popular then, so the assumption is that that race between him and Ireland should have been a walk in the path. If we take those who are actually arguing that, you know, we take them from that rational perspective, then, of course, he was supposed to overly win that contest, yet it was a runoff. When it was a runoff, uh, Alan had gone on to cede that space to him. Now, going forward, don't forget, the understanding had been that it is now the turn of Nanado. That's why Alan actually ceded that position. So on the basis of people understanding, if he hadn't clinched that presidential election uh, with NDC... So, so, so that's the 2007 source data. That's you, correct. You, that's you the are, source data. Would, yeah. yeah, that's the source data. Now, so if he had gone into that election and hadn't actually succeeded against NDC, he still is in the time that was referred to in 2007, that it is still his time he had to go for another one. That's why he was given another chance. Then the question is, why did Alan contest, knowing that it is still Nanado's time? You know, in political, you know, a contest, coronation is one, but usually people would argue that it is not legitimacy. You want to see that you are hugely popular, you have contested and won. Alan, knowing that he wants to become or he wants to succeed Nanado, would still want to keep the base going. So he would organize, and that's the understanding as a strategist. That's how I put it. Of course, people can make their own you know, explanation. But I'm saying that your explanation has to be compelling enough. Now, knowing that he has that ambition to succeed Nanado, he would put together a system, an engine, to keep the base running. So he will contest again. Now, once he contests again, he will contest again. Surely, 
the basis of the people's understanding is that Nanado had to become president, which started from 2007. And so if you say that the numbers are actually showing that he was dwindling and so is popularity, I don't think so. I differ because the basis had been set in 2007 that Nanado had become, has to become president. Until that objective is fulfilled, you cannot see Alan Trump and Nanado with those data. Now, the argument about you know, him contesting currently and coming third, now, the only moderating factor, uh, the mediation factor in terms of presidential leadership is that you must contest an election before you become a president, all right? So that is one uh, level relationship. Now, your chances of winning has, has to, however, be moderated by so many other factors, all right? So whether you would become the president in terms of having participated would be one, your popularity, two, resources, so many other factors. So the question is, what are the factors that actually be uh, moderated uh, 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 in that relationship between him becoming the candidate in recent times? And that is the factor that he has actually put out. I mean, he's put out certain factors that determines that there's a certain machination, there's a certain mechanism, measures that had been put in place in order that I don't become. Now, if those factors were not available and we were actually allowing delegates to vote according to the so-called ideal processes, i.e. put them in one congregated area, remove those many variables that are factors that he has actually highlighted, would he have actually won or would he have still been third? That is the question. Hmm. I see. Great. Um uh, um, um, let me come to uh, Amaliba. Uh, Alan was not popular after all. I mean, the, the, he, he hadn't worked to solidify his base that uh, Prof talks about, that he needed to get a base running. And so he kept running in the subsequent elections to 2007, though it was Nanado's time. And so he li still lived in his time. He failed to solidify his base. So you could see that he, he, he did not make a good showing in those subsequent elections. And this time, where we had Baumia, a new entrant, though vice president, and Kennedy Japon, a new entrant, though MP and very popular, he, he, he failed to, to make the mark. And so his popularity has been dwindling. I don't know whether it was a deliberate, maybe campaign against him run over the period to make him unpopular for a time like this, or he himself failed in, in delivering uh, the, the numbers for himself. I don't know what... I, I don't know what numbers you are looking at, but if you look at what you projected... Mm. The last time Alan contested in a superdelegates congress or conference mm. was in 2014, is that it? Yes. And he got 7.97%, is that it? Mm. Yeah, 2014. Yes, they'll, they'll put it back on the screen right now. So he got 7.97%. Uh, mm. The next superdelegates conference was just the last one. Mm. And he got 10 point something percent. Where is it? Mm. He got 10 points. Okay, so... So 10.29. 29. Mm -hmm. How is this not an improvement? No, look, look at the country. It's not coming against Anado. It's coming against new people. No, so no. he's the overwhelming So guy. you don't say that his fortunes are dwindling. Mm. These are facts. Mathematics. I, I don't know mass. Mm. But, the but, variables, I don't how, but the variables I don't see how important. 7 is bigger than 9. Mm. That's my understanding. Okay. Now, the circumstances. Mm -hmm. You notice that where you said he's 
fortunes were going high, mm. he was not contesting against a sitting vice president. Mm. And that establishment did not channel resources to back a sitting vice president. Mm. Am I making some sense there? Mm. Uh -huh. Today, the circumstances are not the same. You find that he's contesting against a sitting vice president and resources are channeled to back the sitting vice president. Mm. In the last one that he contested, Kufo did not support Ali Umama. Mm. So somehow there was a level playing field. Somehow. Well, Kufo supported he, Alan. Yes. But somehow it was a minister to minister. Finance, eh, foreign affairs, trade, trade minister. You get it? Mm -hmm. So all these things too must be factored into your analysis. But notwithstanding that support of the establishment, the guy with the grassroots or the guy with the popularity beat him. Who? And so um, um, Nanado. Yes. He didn't have the establishment. Yes. The same way Alan yes. you know, doesn't have the establishment yes. today. So he could have beaten no. the one so who is having the you resources. You now come back to this issue of it is not your term or it's mm. not your time in the MPP. Mm. You now come back to that. But is it a real thing or people just say so? Is no, it no. real? Is it on the ground? Is no. it a real it is. Uh, belief it is. And that, that is a, It is because that is even one of the things that is annoying and angering the Alan camp. Mm. That is not based on merit. It's based on longevity. That we know our tradition to be of this nature. Mm. How come that it is my turn and things are beginning to change? Mm. And you can't say that you've not heard that. You sitting here. Yes, but you can't say that you've should, not heard that from the Alan Yeah, but, but should it be on merit or longevity? Ah, that is now rationalization. And that's, you are now asking me to engage in um, whether that policy of theirs makes sense or not. Mm. And I would say it doesn't make sense. But that's what they agreed to. Mm. And that's what has been happening. And that is what they achieved with Nana Ado. So, in doing this analysis, but you see, one other analysis is that when you put together Kennedy's numbers, 14%, mm -hmm. and you, you add it to Alan, mm -hmm. that is like 24%. Mm -hmm. But why will you put Kennedy's numbers together? No, no, together? I'm trying to tell you how Baumia has not done well. Mm. You get it? How the establishment candidate has not performed well. Mm. I had some of them, some of their people in the Baumia camp saying that actually they were expecting like 70%. Mm -hmm. And they got 68. Uh -huh. 70 or 68, they are friends. Oh, it's not. not. 2% is something. <laughs> but it's when it's close, but 2%. Yeah. Do you know how many, how many numbers are in 1%? <laughs> when they say 1%, <laughs> it's not 1. 1% is not 1. Do you know the number of figures, numbers that make up 1%? Mm. Uh -huh. So, But that would have been a case if the thing was close. It wasn't close. 68%. The next person, distant second, 14%. Yeah. So, and in the case of 2007, when Anadu ran with Alan and Co, Anadu made 47%. You see? And Alan, who came second, made 32%. But that was, that but was but more did respectable. Did you realize that Nana Ados was chalking 80% and 80-something percent? Mm. Did you notice on the, on, the, on the chart? Yes. That there were times Nana Ado was chalking 80%. Mm -hmm. huh. 
that overwhelming support, don't, don't listen to me and say that because I'm from MPP. I'm just saying that, before that overwhelming... I'm from, wait, because, I'm, because I'm from NDC. Let, let, let's clarify that before you... No, but let me, let me just finish. <laughs> let me just finish. Don't say that because I'm from NDC. Yes. That overwhelming support... <laughs> no, no, it's, it's talking oh, to you. That's, it. <laughs> that's a, 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 a slip of time. You know, before... What am I saying? Is that we shouldn't look. I mean, we shouldn't look at the the, the results. Uh, what's the name? The, uh -huh. the and say. So I'm talking about, as we speak now, from the results that you have seen from their super delegates, mm. Baumia hasn't got overwhelming support of the the, the, the people who went to cast the vote. Mm. It's not overwhelming. Sixty-eight against fourteen and ten yes, is not overwhelming. It's not overwhelming, because we know of a candidate amongst them mm. in the MPP who got eighty percent. Mm. Who got 82%? But that person had a grip on the party. But man doesn't have that now. He's not a leader of the party. He doesn't have that now. So you see that in any situation, you can give excuses. Mm. You are giving me an excuse for Baumia, mm. which is near to Baumia. Mm. And I'm also saying that this is the first time Alan Tu is running against a sitting vice president. Mm. So all this... No, he ran against a sitting vice president in 2007. Oh, no, no, no. A sitting vice president That was not a proper contest. No, a sitting vice president who resources were channeled to, to him. To him. Okay. You know, and the establishment was behind him. Mm. And so, if you are looking at the permutations and the figures, mm. don't forget about extraneous factors which has led to those figures. Mm. And I'm saying that with the two candidates, 14% and 10%, it makes nonsense of Baumia's popularity in the party. Mm. And you've admitted that, yes, because he doesn't have a grip of the party now. And we are talking about now, mm. not in future. I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the numbers uh, actually show that Nanado was very popular. Alan now is not the case. Baumia is the one. Of course, it goes back to the support the, the, the establishment is, is, is giving him uh, and, and all of that. Your, your thoughts on the figures and everything? Yes. Um, when we look at the figures. Let me take you to 2007. Mm. The 2007 zone was not a superdelegate conference. Mm -hmm. It was just like the number of people who went to vote on 26th of August. It's made up of ministers, um, MPs, constituency chairmen, and what have you, mm. at, uh, in Legon. Legon, yeah. That was just a few. It was aftermath of what that. transpired in Lego. Then we came out with this superdelegate conference. Mm -hmm. So the first superdelegate conference was in um, 2010. Mm. Which that one, President Danado Akufado and Alan Chamantin and other aspirants, and Danado won in that election. Mm. In 2012, there was a superdelegate conference, as well as where we have all the 275 polling stations also going to cast their vote. Mm. So it tells you that the first one, the first um, superdelegate conference, is different from the ones that we have had so far. And just as you are saying, when you look at the other analysis, mm. Alan Chairman to keep on drizzling day in and day out in their elections. Mm. Because, look, from 2007 mm -hmm. to 2010, the per 
from the 2.3 percent mm -hmm. to 20 20.40 percent. Mm -hmm. It reduced by 11.6 percent. Then we come to 2014. It had Nado had 80.81 percent, and then he has 7.9 percent. That's representing 12.43 percent. Mm -hmm. You can see that. Mm -hmm. Looking at this, mm. he keep on reducing his vote. Mm. The question that you need to ask yourself, why is it that at every instance, at every election, your vote reduce? Mm. Is, this, is this something that I'm doing that is not right? Am I not getting the people as expected? Am I not getting the people to work for me? So you need to look at all these analysis and put it in right perspective. Mm. And look, how do I go about it? But when you just come and say that, look, Looking at the margins, um, Baumia is an institutional candidate, Alan is not, and so therefore the percentage 60, 60 point something, 68 point something percent is, is mean that Baumia has to. It tells you that even the person that you are making analysis against, just check its records from the superdelegate conference where we have just a few people. In fact, as I'm speaking with you now, looking at our election currently as we are going to have, November 4th. Mm. We are even going to have more people than we had in 2012 and 2014. Yeah, but it's because the number of polling stations... He's more popular there. So with the grassroots. If you are more popular on the ground, then why do you even withdraw from the ground? Uh, from the no, because of the intimidation. Where, where is the intimidation? Ah. He's giving the instances. So, are you telling me before we draw from the NDC flag we are race because it was intimidated. No, he said, he said, he said the processes. I never interjected. Everybody cited the reason why he interjected. I never interjected. You listen to me. So, before, we are not discussing before, though. But before said, we are putting in context. We are context challenges. That's fine. So, he also withdraw. Yes, he withdrew. So, are you saying that he said that he even, even Dufour's own, he was even complaining about an album. Album that we are going to use to cast the vote. Mm -hmm. He was even you are even manipulating and making sure that people name are not in the register. But and based, and even he sent it to court. Intimidation, I didn't take the, no, intimidation and beating people and, and administrative issues of album and which where, is, which where, is, where where is the intimidation? Which is That's more why serious. I've asked you a question. That honestly, from where I see, to be mm. honest and sincere with you, Alan is a friend. But his people were beating. Where? Uh, the guy with the just said that one is, that's why I asked you. But it's one life, from, not, one, one, one person one is, is, one, is not, it's not, it's not, one is just it's not one. big enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, you listen to me. No, no, you, you listen. Just take me. a punch in your eye, not the, you should remove it. No, let's see. One is significant, you know. I condemn whatever act that happened in Northeast. We don't need to go into that because election is just to share ideas. Mm -hmm. Election is to just go and express whoever you think that he can, he or she can lead a party. Mm -hmm. There's no need for us to fight. That's why I condemn what happened in Northeast. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that when you look at the analysis, the performance of Allah from 2007 to date, his performance has not been good as he himself expects. So therefore, for me, I think that if you think that your support base is at the grassroots, the people at the grassroots are calling on you, and you decided that you, for me, I am not going to take part in the election. One, you have totally disappointed your campaign team. You have disappointed the people who have the trust in you. You have disappointed the entire country because people believe that, just as Amelia said, they will prefer Alan than, uh, how do you call it, 
uh, Mahmoud Baumia. That's what he said. No, he said Baumia is easier to beat. Alan will be more so, difficult so to beat. So he would prefer Alan mm -hmm. than Baumia. It yes. will be difficult. Right. Yes. We are so, happy. So, so in this case, you could have even voted for Alan here if, if, if Alan had won the presidential primaries. Mm. Alan will be from more difficult to beat from, from, exactly. from his perspective. So he, not only his supporters in NPP that he has disappointed, but he has disappointed the, the likes of Abraham no, Amaliba. I, I, I think Alan has... Um, Alan has a certain character, right? He doesn't like his people to be intimidated or, or, or beaten. If you recall, in 2008, he resigned from the party and he cited similar reasons. Not that 2008. The, the, the beating of not, not, It not. was 2008, August 2008, mm -hmm. after the 2007. I mean, there are about 2007, 2008. No, 2007 yeah. was a Logan one. Yeah, but he resigned from the party. But that's the, same, that's, that's the same platform that he threw his support for Nanado. No, what, what I'm saying is, no, after that, he resigned from the party. Yeah. He's not Alan resigned from the party and he came back. Don't okay. That. At least there was a letter of resignation. Yes. They mm -hmm. argued they didn't submit it and all of that. Or it was not accepted. But he resigned from the party. One of the major reasons he has one of the major things he's been fighting. Yeah, do yeah, yeah people say that he, you know is do so yeah. you, you left and came back, yeah. people have come before and all of that. Yeah. Citing reasons of intimidation and the supporters when being attacked, etc. Afoko and Co. Yes. Were, were, you know, suffered a few things. So his point then was the same thing. And now to he's citing the same thing. So it's, it's, it's not enough to draw a trend or build a trend or, or establish a trend. But I think Alan is a guy who will not want people to suffer unduly because they support him. So because he doesn't like that, he, he, he's, he's, he's giving it up that if you suffer because of this, I won't do it again. Nobody deserves to suffer this way. That is his pain. That is his pain. That is what he thinks that is being done to his people. Yeah, but they, they, he has proof. The eyes no. and things, we've seen no. the videos. My the bad. guy's people. Yeah, the people shifting is not easy. Yes. <laughs> I perfectly agree. That yes, see, they, they they have, have, I think see, the painful part is we've not see, seen the party roundly condemn this. We, we've, we've not seen anything no, like that. The point you know? is that there's an allegation mm -hmm. that Alan's agent has been attacked. Mm -hmm. By who? No, but, but, by who? No, but by uh, members of the of the of the Baumia the Baumia support base. Baumia support base. What, what I, what, that, that, that's the allegation. Are you saying that? Baumia, that's the allegation. Are you saying that Alan contested with Baumia in, on the twenty sixth of August? No, but ba Baumia there was other, that, there no. are equally there are equally other nine candidates who were contested. The rivalry really uh, was between Baumia and Alan. How do you jump so into conclusion like that? But, but that's what it no, is. No, how do you jump into conclusion like that? That then, because so today. Right? Mm. If it happens that I was the agent at um, how do you call it, uh, headquarters for Baumia mm. and somebody come and slap me, I'll just attribute it to Alan's camp. No, but the guy, what the guy knows which people attack him. Uh, he, he knows which as people the attack As the person mentioned in the body's name. But he spoke to his boss. And so oh. his boss is basing his thing no, on what no, his guy no, has told him. No, no. The polling agent or the coordinator no. told him which people attacked him. He, he knows that. And he said Baumia's camp. And, they, they and, and he said Baumia's camp. That is what he's saying. No, that he is, said Baumia's camp. That is what yeah, he's but saying. But in Alan's statement, did Alan mention Baumia's name? No, but of course, he doesn't have to mention it. In fact, the, he said it was skewed against, it was skewed in favor of one candidate. So, uh, he didn't mention the candidate. Exactly. But what, what, so, so how do you also don't be conclusion that oh, it's Baumia's camp? We, we, know, we, we know by inference what he is talking about. Oh, no, no, no. Surely, you, you cannot think for Alan. Surely it was not skewed, allegedly, for Kennedy Japan. Surely not. Who says so? <laughs> if, 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 that the whole system is behind Kennedy if, 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 if from what you are saying and from Alan's statement, mm. and he's saying that it was good against you know, in one, of one, candidate. one candidate. Yes, he didn't mention a candidate. Yeah, but that name. candidate we know obviously wasn't. Why, should, why do you have to think for Alan? Uh, no, we are making we are, it's analysis. We are running for. So are you saying that? Are you available. saying that? Are you saying that the NDC in their presidential primary school mm -hmm. for? Oh, no, but the guy. 
We have to go to our party. No, no, no. This is diversionary. You are right. But he do for the alert. You will not stop me from. You will not tell me what I should say. That's what I'm saying. You will not tell me what I should say. You will allow you to talk. You will not tell me what I should say. That's what I'm saying. You focus on I'm just giving you an example. Yes, so focus on me. The NDC were going for their presidential primaries. What did they do to people? Mm, Are you mean? saying that they skip it in favor of uh, Don, Don Mahama? But if that was done, that's yeah, the that reason why. That's the reason why Dufour said I've withdrawn from it. But did Dufour say so? Yes, he said it was. He, went, he even went to court to challenge the, even the, the album. No, but the album also equally affected John Mahama. In what way? No, but the album. In what way? No, the album also affected him. He uh, just the album was done in favor of Don Mahama. Uh. If what you are saying, mm. the album was done in favor of Don Mahama. But fine, we've still. Yesterday you were saying, then you came, you were talking about a committee. That yeah. a committee has been formed and nothing has happened. Mm. Does it mean that if a committee goes for a committee meeting today and whatever is being discussed, they'll come and throw it in the public domain? Mm. Is that what you are saying? But I think the point really So if the is... committee has not come to a conclusion of their report, mm. getting the facts and figures of the issue, they will just come today, we met this person, and he said A, B, C, and D. So this is it. Mm. Without getting to the root of the matter. Without getting to the substance of the issue. We don't know the fact of it. Then you just jump into conclusion with it and say that oh, all is war. But but three weeks, uh, it's three weeks. You said there's a meeting. Then I do. you know yesterday evening mm, there was, was a meeting at Domame's house when they are imposing a uh, uh, Debra on him. No, but that is. I'm but, giving you also examples. No, so if you come and sit and come and give examples, no, I'll give you examples. No, but, but this one is, you see, I'm this, giving you examples. You see, yeah, but this one is, is so you that, cannot just come and say this that one is not competitive. It's a candidate that will choose the running mate. Exactly. Not, so how do you jump to how do you come and say that there's a meeting I could force out and that Leonardo bang the, the if, table on if the table? What are you talking about? If somebody passes bad air. Mm. And you want to retaliate, <laughs> you do the real thing. That's why he's doing it. You do the real thing. No, I'm just telling you yeah, what also transpired today. They are all over the place. They are talking about something. They are all over the place. See, I'm, this, this I'm also giving you an example of what has transpired at Benjamin's house yesterday. <laughs> Just as you know what transpired, but what's that topic for today? No, but that's not also part of the topic today. Oh, no, you see, no, is it also part of the topic today? No, I don't know about the Obama meeting, but that doesn't know about that. I don't know about that. I told him I didn't know. Exactly. So I'm also giving you information that you don't know. Yes, but I'm saying that the two are different. This matter. This is a competitive election. Issues have arisen from this. The choice of running mate, people lobby. It's not a competitive process. It's not a competitive process that a candidate must contest with somebody and all of vote. I don't know. It's a choice of the candidate. When he makes the choice, he, he, he puts it before a, a certain council. It's a choice of the candidate, but you are going to contest on the ticket of the party. <laughs> no, 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 this one. You know, it, 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 I don't even know how to The party. Fine. Okay, so let's, so come, back, let's yes. come back to the issue. Mm. When you look at the analysis, as I said, we are now coming just, back to the issue. Just, <laughs> just check from 2007. To date, mm. the percentage in which Alan always dropped. And I'm giving you an example that look, even in some cases, it is not only the special voting, mm. but rather the larger delegates, the 200,000 plus delegates, his votes always keep on reducing. Mm. The last one that you're talking about, about Nanado had 94.35%, was mm. not the special voting, mm -hmm. but was to for the larger elections, mm. which was done in every constituency. And Nanado had 95.3%, mm. and Alan have 
75%. So you just ask yourself, how come that in every election that is being conducted by the party, mm. I have this kind of percentage? You said in 2007, 2008, Alan said it was scheme against him. Am no, I right? No, no. He said his people were int being intimidated and... and who, who was in the M of Affairs at that time? Who uh, was the general secretary for the party at that time? Uh, Ohininto. Is it Ohininto not the spokesperson for um, Alan? Yes, what's the connection? So, so where is the scheme there? No, no. He's, he uh. didn't say the party. He said members of the Nanado team ah. or supporters were... Beating on one breath, you are people. saying that... On one breath, you are saying that... But that's what he's saying. On one, oh, you're fine. Mm -hmm. on one breath, you're saying that it is government machinery. Government is you see, I'm screaming. Shocked, I'm shocked mm -hmm. that rather than sound oh. and reconciliation. No, no, I'll, come, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you. Yes, so go ahead. On one breath, <laughs> uh -huh. they say the party. Mm -hmm. On the other breath, they say government. Mm -hmm. And I'm giving you an example that if you are saying in 2007, 2008, mm -hmm. Alan quits the party. Which, for me, I've not seen any letter that Allah have written that he has resigned from the party. No, they, 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 and they, even this with is, this one, he never they, even they, said that he has they, they, the party. A known fact. No, he's not. This one, I said he's withdrawn from the race. It's just a hearsay. Really? No, no, it, it wasn't. Have you, have you seen any letter of that since of 2007 today? Of course. At the time we saw it. Oh, my brother. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. You saw the letter? Of course. No, it was all over the place. No. <laughs> the best thing you could have done today to help us is to bring that. Get that letter as well. No, because it's to it's compare so, with this. It's, it's so much of a notorious no, 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 no. that it, I did not need to do that. Ah, he has, for me, <laughs> I have heard people question him about that. Mm -hmm. Whereby he has denied that he has never resigned from the party. Mm. So if we have a copy of the letter, it, it will help all of us. I, I see. But, but it's I, a notorious fact. We'll, 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 we'll put that out sometime. I'll be very grateful. Mm. Okay. We'll put that so, out. I'm surprised maybe by then he hadn't joined MPP, so he doesn't know. <coughs> maybe fact. he was MP. <laughs> but you see, I thought that he will sound reconciliatory, knowing that they are but both from the same party. I, you will not tell me what now, I say. Now, he sits here. No, you will not tell me what I should say. Talk in ways <coughs> that goes to deepen the cracks in the party. In what my submission, I said I condemn what really happened in Northeast. And that I will be very grateful that will point out to the people who did what they are supposed, what they did which is wrong. And the people should be dealt with according to the law. And honestly, if we go for an election, or we are, we are having an election, and you slap me, it is not about party issue. It's a criminal issue. And therefore, the police need to be dealt with. The best thing that the person needs to do is to go and report the person to the police. It's an assault. And then at the end of the day, you're being dealt with. But if you make it a party issue, what will be the end result of it? For me, I think that Alan has made his mind, come out with a statement, whatever he thinks that he will say, he has said it. He, in a statement, he said, in the coming weeks, he's going to let us know his stand in politics in Ghana. Mm. I have heard some leading members of his campaign. I have heard Sebastian Tete. I have heard, I think, if I'm not mistaken, OPK, he made a statement on City. On City, a point of view. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> these are people who were championing the cost of Alan in his campaign. And these people have come and said, look, I'm with you. We are going to City. You say you won't go again. You rather prefer to go to this side 
and rest. Doesn't mean that I have to follow you to where you are going. Mm. But whatever decision that he will take, he will believe that it will be in the interest of the party. Mm -hmm. Which, for me, I think that is an applaud. I've had most of the leading people who were leading his campaign in <coughs> all the regions. I've had their comment. <coughs> yes, it is our wish that our candidates will run for this election. But he says, because of A, B, C, and D, mm. I will not be able to run again. Very well. What about in the coming week if Alan comes and says, look, I've thrown my support to this person. I am fully taking part in this election to ensure that the MPP win 2024 elections. It can also be said so. Very well. Um, let's take some of your messages. Um, Desmond Frimpong says, Alan is Dada Batrimude. <laughs> Imagine Alan leading the MPP in a general election and NDC bullying MPP. Will he resign as a flag bearer? Hashtag the big issue. You can also send your messages with the hashtag the big issue and we will read them out to the rest of the world. Um, Niyemu says Alan failed to solidify his position in the party for 16 years. Alan can be likened to Spio Gabra. Fine gentleman but lost touch with the kingmakers in their respective parties. That's an interesting one. I'll take a short break. When I return, we'll look at what is up next for Alan. What must he do? People think that he will run as independent. But really, can he? Can he establish his own party? What will he do? We will ask our panelists to tell us what they think. Don't go away. You're welcome back to The Big Issue. Um, your comments are welcome live on the show. You can tweet at me or you can tweet with the hashtag The Big Issue and we'll read them out to, to the rest of the world. You can also join us with uh, WhatsApp comments with the number on the screen, 024-0204-447033. And we'll be happy to share it with the rest of the world. It's your platform for incisive analysis and riveting conversation. We're happy to hear from you. Now, let's look at the future of Alan Chermantin in, in wrapping up this segment. Uh, Alan Chermantin has said in the statement he issued, uh, the sta in, the sta in, the, in the closing paragraphs of the statement he issued, uh, he says that in light of the foregoing, uh, uh, in, in light of the foregoing, I wish to confirm that I'm honorably withdrawing from the, from the process that will lead to the presidential primaries to be held on 4th November 2023. This is where it is. In the next coming weeks, I will provide an indication of the role I will play in politics in Ghana after consultations with my family and other well-wishers, various stakeholders and interest groups. That's what Alan has said. <coughs> the question we're asking is, what does the future hold? Prof, what's that the future hold? Will it gain traction if he is to run as independent? Does he have the capacity to run as an independent candidate or form his own political party? And to what end? Will he make any significant inroads if, if he's to do the same? Or you think he should just throw his weight behind any of the candidates? Or, I mean, what should he be saying? He said in the next coming weeks. Of course, we don't know what he will say yet. He might have had something in his mind. But when we go into his mind, what do you think he's likely to do, Prof? Hello, Prof? Prof Kobe Mensah. All right, so I'm not sure Prof is on. We'll, 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 oh, okay, Prof. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, sure, sure. So let's hear you. Okay. Well, I think that the, 
his his actually chances is uh, depends largely on going forward, mm. the kind of actions he takes and the strategies he put he put forward. Now uh, let's analyze the scenarios in terms of evaluating which one uh, mm. could be the best. Obviously, uh, political parties from our constitution are the conduit, you know, for uh, participation. Uh, you know, obviously. Uh, parties might have or should have, you know, ideology uh, uh, with which they can attract people. So people join political parties. And remember, political party participation or political participation are in different forms. Mm. Either you are voting or you are an activist or you are a party leadership, you know, serving as a flag bearer, etc. Now, for those who actually join political parties, you know, as members of political parties and as activists they're actually attracted by you know one the first and foremost or foremost is the ideology because leadership change you know and although leaders would have to reflect on the ideology of the political parties they come with their own you know uh, 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 differences as well so you would see that another's leadership of mpp is different from kufo's leadership of mpp Again, Kufors from uh, Edubai, for example. So there are tweaks, although broadly speaking, they all assign to or they all, you know, connect to a certain ideology that we say center right in our political parlance. Uh, and so the political parties will come with it ideology, but of course, it's you know traditions over the years, its track record, and again the personalities in the political party. All right, so. Uh, not only him, Alan, but there must be other people, you know, in the political party. Now, would these factors be a constraint or an advantage in drawing people, i.e., especially from the MPP stock, because he's coming from the MPP, and there's an understanding that perhaps he would draw people from MPP. Now, if he's drawing the people, would the people be attracted by these things that I've talked about? That is a consideration that you have to you have to take. Now, if he's going independent, uh, again, there's a certain perspective that voters have in terms of uh, critical mass of people in you know a certain unit that would actually persuade them to think. Given power, you will be able to execute what you say you be you you would do. Uh, but of course, you may not have the constraint of people having diverse interest and diverse you know, perspective on how things must be done. So perhaps as an independent, you can attract everybody else, technocrats, etc. And so you wouldn't have the baggage of political parties or that the political parties have where you have to negotiate, you know, your way out for people to agree with you before, you know, you, you actually prosecute a certain strategy or a certain program. So you know, the way forward, obviously, is clear for participation. Uh, one, you become an independent candidate. Two, uh, you form a political party. Or three, you throw your weight behind someone. Or you sit, you sit in an aloof, so to speak. So let's say four. But each of these have advantages and disadvantages. I think that uh, going forward, he would, as he said, would have to sit and have a very thoughtful processes and see which way is the best way for him. None of us will be able to tell, uh, of course, but we could see the advantages and the disadvantages. 
whether he stands a chance, uh, let's again go back to history. I mean, uh, Nkrumah is the most, you know, paramount example that you could almost, you know, uh, 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 what do you call, prominent example that you can cite. He left UGCC and, of course, you know, formed his own party. Uh, we know the results, of course, uh, for both parties, for UGCC and for CPP. Uh, now, we cannot perhaps argue that the the strength of Nkrumah is parallel to that of Alan Chermantin. And the circumstances are different, are they not? <clears throat> this man has lost an election, or I mean, didn't do well in an election. Nkrumah did not face an election at the time he moved away from the UGCC. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what I'm saying. Time and space, obviously, the dynamics of it and the political system. So you could actually play all those factors in it and see how it turns out. Now, for let's use the recent you know, happenings as an example, because going back then, it's easy too far. If we look at our, you know, uh, what do you call, fourth Republican constitution era, uh, let's take the personalities and the political parties. If we take, for example, Kwesindum on CPP, which CPP is an existing structure, all right? Kusindum, at the time, people had the expectation that he can impact the geopoly that we had uh, because he wielded uh, quite a huge personality, but from business. Now, the transitioning from business into political leadership in the voters' mind is completely different. People might, you know, see you as a very good leader, uh, but when you are actually transferred from that, you know, uh, what do you call space onto a political space? It would give them different, you know, uh, perspectives. And uh, some uh, another example was whether you know uh, our you know uh, what do you call darling, uh, 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 forgotten the UN uh, Secretary General Kofi Annan, for example, could become you know uh, could possibly be voted into power. And when the survey was done. I think I remember it was about 34% or so people were actually given. So voters thinking of who is fit for a certain leadership, you know, differ. So if you look at Kosindum then and the idea that he couldn't actually make the kind of impact that we thought he could, you know, on CPP tickets, uh, that could be completely different scenario. And as we said, the dynamics at the time was different from now. Now, when Kosindum formed his party, which is a PPP, again, the impact was negligible. Now, we saw Abu Sakara, fantastic candidate. We didn't have, and I don't think Ghanaian voters had enough impression about him uh, before he became the candidate for CPP. But when he was running, the campaign, of course, campaign has effect. The campaign really molded him. Uh, people saw that, indeed, he was a formidable candidate. But of course, they, get, they gave their vote to somebody else because perhaps they didn't think that the CPP had the critical mass of leadership that could be entrusted with the leadership of the country. So that didn't actually make any impact. Now, let's look at Alan and now. I have argued that our political system now has dramatically changed from those days because you hear quite a lot of people talk about the third force, the third force. Now, I'm sure that, you know, Salem, on your shows, people have said that a number of times. On the street, people are talking about that. Now, on social media spaces, I have, I mean, on Twitter spaces, I have actually heard quite a number of Twitter spaces that people are talking about. A third force. People have seen what has happened, you know, in Nigeria and are drawing 
examples you know for that of course people are also aware of what is transpiring within the MPP and then of course uh, uh, with with uh, what do you call with Alan Chermantin could it be possible that people would think that he's the best fit to perhaps you know provide that particular third force we had done a survey uh, we did about three surveys one we pulled MPP delegates and as I said the top of the pile were always gearing towards you know the vice president a bottom of the pile were gearing towards Alan Chermanto which you have actually said on your show we polled NDC delegate during their elections whether who they uh, who they thought was competitive against NDC or against John Mahama a lot of people tipped in you know, Alan Chermanto and then we did a national poll, which we featured it on Daily Graphic for people to scan and also answer. And overwhelming number actually tipped Alan Chermantin as the most competitive against John mm. Mahama, for example. Now, given these scenarios that I've, I've talked about, again, with a huge social media presence, and it's important because in the past, you know, channels like yours, traditional media houses, would have to invite someone to contribute to national discourse uh, in terms of you know uh, coming into studio, etc. These days, people can sit in their rooms, post something on social media, it goes viral. People can influence the political process unofficially, and then of course from uh, what called so many other sources. So as you said, the dynamics of the time makes it interesting to actually think whether he could make a huge impact you know, in the coming elections. Now, I would not be able to say that he can win, mm. but can he really impact the system? Perhaps, yes, perhaps no, uh, with the examples that I've given. I see. All right, grateful for your time. Um, uh, uh, Honorable Amaliba, um, what, what does he do from here? I mean, what's your thinking? Independent candidate, does he have the capacity uh, from a political party, throw his support behind somebody or wait whoever wins he supports that person or he just goes into political hibernation i thought that my colleague here would have been a bit a little conciliatory in his uh, discussions <laughs> but it appears he's digging the hole and digging and going further i think your submissions here today will not make uh, the baumia campaign any better at this point you are supposed to extend a hand to uh, Alan. But we see that what is the evidence that it is Bahamian people who beat the man and, 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 and damage his eye? The people live with each other. They know who is Bahamian, who is Bahamian's agent. They know. So if they attack him, he knows who attacked him. And so this, your submission, do not uh, help the situation at all. <laughs> but the man says that he will come in the few days. Since you are asking us to look into the crystal ball, but mm -hmm. um, it's difficult. What I know is that this Fourth Republic has never been kind to breakaway parties. I, that is a fact. This Fourth Republic has never been kind. In our own party, we had a reform. DFP, reform DFP. We had the DFP. We had NDP. the Obera Samoa. The DFP is Obera Samoa. NDP Exactly. So. This Fourth Republic does not give room for the flourishing of um, breakaway parties. Mm. But what I know it does is that it hurts the party from which you broke away. That I know. A breakaway party 
may not perform well, but a breakaway party would hurt the party from where it is being broken away from. That I know. Mm. So whatever he does to himself, whether independent, whether forming a political party, or sitting aloof, it will still hit the MPP. That is clear. Because he has a strong support base amongst the Ashanti region voters. You can't take that away from him. Will you be surprised if he comes to say, well, he will support anybody who emerges? What I know now, as we speak, is that he will support Baumia, maybe in the coming days. Because that long letter you read, invariably, is pointing hands at Baumia that is because of you I'm, I'm leaving. Mm. That long letter. It's not talking about uh, Canadian point. It's not talking about uh, my senior uh, uh, Joe Gatti. It's not talking about him. So in the coming days, unless he heals, it will be difficult for him to come out and throw. And he also thinks that Bamuya is a usurper. Mm. How so? How so is because of this tradition that Yenimu Frititi. It is my time. And clearly, you heard Komna Japan make that point that um, the vice president is a stranger to the MPP, only came in to take advantage. Indeed, Dr. The, 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 the doctor in tech, UST, uh, the political scientist, my boyfriend, said that Vice President Mahumba should just thank his stars that he has even occupied that office under the MPP. You heard all these things. Oh. Uh -huh. So it is clear that things are not looking good in the camp of the MPP now. Troubling times. But what he comes out to communicate to us, I mean, Alan, will be what we are waiting for. And Very that well. can hurt the MPP if what he comes to communicate to us is not to say that I am supporting the MPP. Mm. Any of the three I mentioned would hurt the MPP. I see. Very well. Um, you have the last word on this. Yeah. Um, you, you are in there. What are you picking up? Is Alan breaking away? Is he going to keep quiet, aloof? What, what is he going to do? What, what is his future? Um, let me say this. In my earlier submission, I condemn what happened on 26th of August. 2023 in Northeast. Mm. That, in as much as you don't agree with somebody, you don't belong to the same camp. Mm. That don't mean that we need to fight over issues that you think can be resolved. So if Amaliba will try to make propaganda out of it, it's not going to wash. Mm. Alan decision. In fact, I cannot sit here and tell you what he has planned to say or tell Ghanaians in the, in the coming week. But for me, if Alan is going to make any statement or talk to Ghanaians, there's only one thing that he's going to say that is fully blooded MPP person to ensure that the MPP break the eight 
come 7 December 2024. Mm. I am not seeing Alan forming a political party. I am not seeing Alan... Why? Because he doesn't have the capacity to do so? It's not about be, having the capacity or not. When you are talking about the people who have made MPP what it is today, Alan is part of it. Mm. And I don't think Alan will see his party that he has toiled for, that he has worked for. When we won power in 2000, he was made a deputy Ghana High Commissioner to US mm. before he was brought to become a deputy, um, how do you call it, a minister for trade. No, I think he was, he was ambassador proper. Is he ambassador? He was ambassador. He was ambassador proper, yeah. Yes. And then, then he became a trade minister. Trade minister, no, yeah. And I can tell you, he has been the longest serving trade minister in our country. Uh -huh. Both Kufa's administration and Anado's administration. Yeah. He, this is somebody who is part and parcel of the party. Uh -huh. And I don't think Alan have any bad intention for this party. Uh -huh. When we talk about capacity, yes, you have the capacity, you might have the resource, he can decide to form his own party. But just as Prof and then Abraham said, yes, breaking away from a political party, yes, it might affect. Honestly, if Alan decided to form his own party or go independent, it is not all the people who followed him that will follow him to the party. Sure. But even if one person followed him, it would also go against the party. But when he forms his own party, Obed was not satisfied with what was going on in NDC. Even the founder's wife, the one who founded NDC, the wife, was not happy. She formed her own party. Guzitano formed his own party. All these parties didn't do any much. Today, as I'm speaking with even YC is planning even to clear some of these parties from the other register. So, honestly, it would be extremely difficult for him to say that I'm going to form my own party mm. or go independent. Well. As I'm saying, I don't see Alan taking this decision, either to go independent or, um, how do you call it, forming his own party. But mm. what I know in the coming days, and I believe he will say, is that for the sake of the party and for us to come together united and fight and win the 24 election, mm. I'm either throwing my support for this person or this person. Or I'm waiting till on the 4th of November, oh. whoever emerged as a winner, I'll rally behind the person mm. so that we win the 2024 election. Mm. That is what I believe in Alan will come and tell Ghanaians. Very well. Thanks so much. A few of your messages that have come through. Uh, this one from um, Prince Henry in Kofuria says, Good morning, Salam. The fact is Nana Kufuadu and the MPP government machinery have made the MPP uh, autocratic one just to aid Dr. Baumian to the 2024 elections. What happened to the UP in the 70s will repeat itself to Nana, Nanado's party, uh, Nana People Party, uh, that's MPP, you say, in 2024 and beyond. You say, God bless Alan in the future, is pregnant. Uh, Jackson, Jackson in Ziope in the Volta region says, when crocodiles eat their own egg, what would they not do to the flesh of a frog? The future is dark, very dark if MPP still remains in power. Uh, this one from uh, Ncho Dayil Jacob from Kologo says, Hey, Ibrahim Amaliba, my brother, <laughs> you said you saw a video that women were hooting at Baumia at the Ashanti region. <laughs> Yo, if people from Ashanti region will hoot at Baumia, who is their party member, know that they will hoot at JM uh, the more, except that those who were hooting at Baumia were NDC people. 
The NDC should not take Alan's withdrawal as something that will inure to their benefit. I know very well that uh, um, there is going to be two nodners on the tickets of the bigger two bigger parties. So I believe the Ashantis will want a nodner in their camp than someone outside. Well, that's an interesting one. Uh, uh, Patrick Bracey says, uh, Hi, Salom. To me, this so-called presidential ambition of Kennedy Japan is a hoax. He was only planted to run the, for presidency by the Alan Wade Baumia camp, ostensibly with the strategy to split uh, the Alan's vote to pave way for Dr. Baumia to sail through their primary successfully. Ask yourself how long had Kennedy Japan harbored uh, the ambition to run for the presidency? How had he conducted himself in that manner to promote his presidential ambition? What objectively is his social and moral perception about among Ghanaian electorate? This so-called Kennedy Japan presidential ambition and its expected showdown with President Akufuado is all staged. It's not honest. It's all strategic orchestration to project and promote Dr. Baumia in the long run. Looking at the, qual the quality of persons and options the MPP has, it beats every imagination that MPP will choose a personality like Kennedy Japan as their flag bearer. Uh, that's uh, uh, Patrick Bresse. Good morning, Selom, uh, and to your able guests in the studio. What if Baumia makes Alan his running mate? <laughs> Boga Ali Hashim says, uh, from uh, Zalex Duane in London says, withdrawal of Alan will affect the party. Simple. All right, so uh, thanks so much. Uh, we will move to the next discussion, which looks at the IGP and the leaked tape and the matters that have arisen in, in, in the course of the week. Thanks so much, Prof, uh, for joining us with your insightful comments, as always. We will take a short break, return, refresh the panel, and we'll have Emmanuel Kutin, security analyst, join um, Abraham Maliba and uh, uh, Honorable Na in the studio to do that analysis. This is a big issue. Your comments are still welcome. Via 0204447033. Uh, and also, uh, you can tweet us, us with the hashtag, the big issue, and we'll be happy to share your comments with the rest of the world. Don't go away. We'll be right back. All right, you, you're welcome back to uh, the big issue. Uh, we're looking at the IGP and the leak tape matter. Now there are other leaks, videos, and all of that. Bugri Nabu at the center of it all. Uh, so in the week, uh, we saw an interdiction letter from the police service directed uh, at COP George Mensah and Superintendent Asari and Superintendent Jebi. They were to face a disciplinary committee. A few hours later, there was another letter uh, suspending the interdiction. Many have said a lot of things about that. The U10, is a call from above, order from above? We do not know. Now, I want to look at that tape and, and all that has been happening in the week. But in the meantime, we share a report with you which uh, brings together some of the issues. The interdiction brings a new twist to the probe into the leaked audio tape that has become subject of a parliamentary probe. So far, four persons, Chief Bugri Nabu, COP Alex Mensah, Superintendent George Asari, and Superintendent Emmanuel Jebi, have faced the committee. Chief Bugri Nabu appeared first before the committee and admitted the contents of the tape and fingered the other persons who have since been heard before the committee. Amongst the issues that were discussed in the tape were an alleged plot to remove the Inspector General of Police in a seeming plot to manipulate the 2024 general elections. 
But the three other police officers appearing before the committee, particularly COP Alex Mensah and Superintendent George Asari, accepted mainly portions of the tape relating to the removal of the IGP and described the parts on the plot to influence the 2024 election as doctored. Following their testimonies, not only did they accuse the IJP of incompetence, they accused him of masterminding the recording of the audio, doctrine same, and causing its leakage. Subsequent to that, the committee adjourned the sitting synodite after a new tape was uncovered. But even before the committee comes up with the next phase of the probe, as the police officers have requested for in-camera sittings for national security reasons, the Ghana Police Service has initiated disciplinary hearings against them. In a statement by the police, the three officers, according to the Ghana Police Service, have been interdicted ahead of the disciplinary proceedings. In a letter directed to COP Alex Mensah, cited by City News, the senior police officer has been asked to hand over his weapon, uniforms and command vehicles. Reacting to the interdiction, Security analyst Festus Abwaje says influential political figures may be backing this plot to remove the IGP. I see what the French call déjà vu Charlotte or say. What is happening suggests to me that there is a bigger plot beyond even these commissioners to remove the IGP. Therefore, all the petitions that you are now hearing about by eight commissioners, by whoever, government officials, and so on, that is not the terms of reference for the parliamentary committee. Meanwhile, the national chairman of the NDC says the probe reflects how bad the Ghana Police Service has been politicized. If you watch the proceedings from the parliamentary committee investigating the leak team, and you are a true Ghanaian, you weep for the Ghana police service. All right, um, so that's a short report, uh, putting together, which put together the events of the last week, uh, interdiction and suspension and all of that, and quite a very direct view expressed in that video by uh, the Venerable Colonel Festus Abuaji, and of course, the NDC chairman also has shared a, a few thoughts on that. Uh, Franklin Kujo, president of Imani, is on this panel. Emmanuel Kutin, security analyst on this panel. Ebenezer Nina Nati, former MP, Ablekuma Central, also on the panel. And then Ibrahim Amaliba, director, conflict resolution of the NDC, uh, also on the panel. This is a matter of conflict resolution, really. And we'll draw, we'll draw on the expertise of Ibrahim Amaliba on, on this one. All right, so um, interesting things have happened. Uh, just let's zoom into it straight. Um, let me start with you, Franklin. Franklin, um, welcome to the show. But this has been happening. I know normally you have a phrase, musical chairs and things you use. But I don't know what you make of all of this. I mean, interdiction, uh, suspension of interdiction, uh, emergence of some new videos, etc., involving Bugrin Abu and all of that. Bugrin Abu appearing to be very powerful in the system. I don't know if it is uh, uh, implied or assumed importance or real importance, but it appears to, to, to be part of a lot of moving parts. Uh, do you think that, as Kenneth Fessus Abouaji said, there is a bigger plot 
to take off the IGP, just directly, I mean, the direct question to you? Well, you know, in the rule book of uh, my good friend, Adel, if anybody comes up complaining and conjuring all kinds of, uh, uh, should I say, uh, tricks, uh, eventually, uh, then writes somebody. Then writes a petition. He just acts like a conveyor belt and then removes the person. I mean, you know, Charlotte Dessay was uh, autocratically uh, demoted, not demoted, actually removed, mm -hmm. uprooted, really, from his position, from her position. Um, and of course, uh, Domelevo is the recent. I mean, Domelevo was actually fought <laughs> to the nail, and uh, so we've seen that. So look. What is happening? Initially, obviously, I thought it was, uh, it was a waste of everybody's time because the two men involved, probably the three men involved, have confessed to be having their voice on the tape, and then some of the things that were attributed to them, they said yes. For me, the committee's work ended there, there and then, finished. I don't know why the committee chairman is entertaining, storytelling, and then all of a sudden we are into some circles, all kinds of comedy, what I call comedy of errors. Um, and then we are being invited to start looking at the police administration proper. Dampere is a bad leader. Dampere has promised people uh, what a contract from the same mass of persons who have been treacherously found out. To, to kick out the IGP, to take out the IGP. And even if it is suggested as the IGP that uh, uh, is behind the taping of these persons, question I have is, I mean, those persons making those allegations themselves, don't they reason, isn't it counterintuitive that this man that you claim probably is behind the recording of your own voices must have also conducted and directed your maths to be saying those dastardly things that you were caught on tape saying. I mean, isn't this really a grand comedy that we are watching? And now the committee itself is going ahead to say, okay, the way things are going, in fact, things are coming out. We'll probably uh, invite, uh, maybe we invite the IGP. Cut it, uh, Mr. Tatia, please. Just stop entertaining this 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 whole charade. I, your mandate ends where you you wanted to find out the reasons. What's it called? Uh, the the voices on the tape, the authenticity of the tape, the commentary that were made ascribed to these persons. About eighty percent of your work is done. What is this? I mean, these persons are peeved, and so they'll be saying all kinds of things, and you are allowing them to go on and on and on and on and on, and then say, oh, even yesterday. Uh, some soldiers, sorry, he, he was against, he was, he was, uh, soldiers don't like him. Hello, I'm not sure even the, <laughs> I mean, even your own household, and this person is their own household. I don't think everybody likes them anyway. There are people who would never like your leadership one way or the other. Look, what is happening is just dragging the police administration into the mud, make it look as though Dampare is a very ineffective thing probably vindictive and uh, a dangerous person who has never ascended the police to. It is sad. And 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 my sadness is actually drawn from one of the questions that the, the COP member was asked. Well, you claim that you nest feelings for the position since 2017. Yes. But do you realize that it is not just based on your longevity in the service? 
but it's also based on probably appropriate behavior and then maybe your qualifications. And let's put the two gentlemen to strict proof. I mean, clearly, if you are comparing. One is obviously not noisy. He's taking his, he's actually has a doctorate. He's done all kinds of things. I think taking legal courses as well. What is this penchant for running persons down simply because you you are, uh, you are was is it covetousness? You coveted so much the position, you become so evil-minded and you are so full of hate. And then you know, for me, I don't like saying people can hate or whatever, but clearly this is hatred and this is Salom. I think the committee chairman is allowing this, and, and I agree with Festus. The, the longer these cantata goes on, it allows someone sitting somewhere, and probably it's part of the design, and he, he, he does say deja vu, it's true, you've seen, already seen. That's why I, I agree with him, because we've already seen similar scenarios where people will be making certain commentaries, oh, Charlotte is uh, this, even allows some commission people are fighting here, and because of that, immediately, some uh, someone writes a petition and then the president carries it. One of those dastardly acts that the president took, which unfortunately uh, 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 reduced his stature as a Democrat. I think that was one of those low moments that my good friend, the president, took. And ever since then, it's been that type of scenario, uh, uh, modus operandi. Some people complain, if you are powerful and you are fighting, they probably take you to the courts. If they don't get their way, they'll find a way of what's it called, taking you out. It is, it is just unfair, it's unconscionable. And I don't think we should be allowing these things uh, for uh, to, to happen to us in this, in this, in this time. IGP Dampari is on this, um, is, is in the line of fire by persons who have clearly shown that they do not mean well for him, not mean well for the service and for the country. Hello, Salo. What are we talking here? People are plotting to say that this man, because he acted so well in Nassim, he is going to be dangerous for us. Do you realize the gravity of what we are discussing? And all of a sudden, we are we are we are infusing this with all kinds of telltales. Bugri Nabu was promised forty, whatever. Efrain is saying, I see boots. Bugri Nabu, whether Bugri Nabu is powerful or not, look, they are political. Um, lobbyist in, in in fact I doff my hat out to Bugrinabu, whatever he and don't you also realize that these men would have sung these same songs had it been even a low profile person from the party so from 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 anywhere they wouldn't know that they were being taped so to come and tell us that this man is behind the tape it means you, you in fact the, the man pre, 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 what's it called he, he, he even suggests that his intelligence, I think one of those men, I forgot his name, uh, before the committee, says that, oh, my intelligence tells me that the IG is behind. Your intelligence is weak, poor. That, that's and COP, COP Mensa. And, and COP. Uh, Asari also said the similar thing. The, the intelligence is what? For reasons, reasons why they should never be IGP. If your intelligence tells you that this man is behind the thing, that, that's really funny. Because what it actually means is that the IGP is quite intelligent in the because he knows that there are people who, who who are who may be dangerous and plotting stuff and all of that. Whatever it is, the said they were entrapped. Like, entrapment. What is entrapped? What is entrapped? You you sit there, Salam. I come to you. I have coveted a particular position so much so that you come and see me and I say, oh, you know this man. Hmm, if you don't remove him, 
your next election you lose. Is that entrapment? And I would say let, we, we should be invited to look at the, the authenticity of the tape, the comments made there, and leave those matters as they are. As long as this committee continues, in any case, the committee says whatever they say there is not punitive. And because of that element of absor uh, what's it called? Immunity. Element of immunity. immunity. Mm -hmm. People yes, are making. People the are making. They, they, yes, they are going ahead to make all kinds of funny comments, and then we are now being told some of it will be held in camera because this persons all of a sudden have assumed some level of importance that they should now be invited into some in camera. Mr. Tatia, you are conducting a grand comedy of errors. Stop the committee hearings unless nobody forget. Don't. Grant these persons, treacherous persons, who want to destabilize the peace of this country, any more, what's it called, uh, assembly. I, th I think it is wrong, and we should stop it immediately. Thank you. Very well. Ibrahim um, uh, Maliba, um, very important situation, uh, important in the sense of national security and all of that. Uh, they seem to suggest that IGP Dampari is dividing the police service. He has his own boys, they call the Dampari boys, who do not respect anything and a whole lot. And the fact that, you know, he, he is he's, uh, denigrating the image of the police service. They say he's the worst leader uh, they've seen in the, in the last 31 years. I mean, COP Mensah, for example, is leading the service. What really is your view? New videos have started emerging. Is it about time we expanded the scope of this committee? to look at the other matters of management, etc., the police service, or a commission of inquiry be set up to deal with the matters holistically? Or you think what we've heard is just enough? Salom, since I became politically aware of mm. my environment, there hasn't been a time when policemen have not complained about the IGP. Mm. Since the days of Namfuri, huh? since mm. the days of Namfuri, I've met policemen who have complained about the IGP. Through to Patrick Achampo, there was Nana in Siena. So it's not new. The IGP is not only for the police, it's mm. only for the people of this country. And what is the verdict of the people of this country on this current IGP? Mm. You know it, I know it, that he's doing well. There's a committee set up, and I agree with both Festo Sabuaji and Kennel, and then the uh, uh, my good friend, Franklin. Franklin, that your terms of reference have been provided. Authenticate and also ensure uh, 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 it's a fact-finding committee. Mm -hmm. So you authenticate the video, uh, the audio, and ascertain whether the voices belong to those people. And recommendations. And then you can recommend. Look, let me tell you something. Let's go back. This whole thing started from the Asin North elections. Hmm. But they, they said the video was recorded before, after. Yeah, I know. I'm Kulau. saying that. I'm saying that it's hmm. the Asin North elections mm -hmm. that resulted into all these matters. I know, I know how the government pumped money just hmm. to take away that state. I know the machinations. I know how the government felt peeved at losing that elections. Mm. And so, 
the video was made, the audio was made, preempting that if they don't remove the IGP, they will lose the elections. So it tells you how the government took the Asin North elections so dear to their heart that they pumped a lot of resources into it. Now we saw what happened in Asin North. We saw that just like Kumewu, mm -hmm. and they are not even talking about Kumewu because they won there. Just like Kumewu, the IGP was personally on the grounds and deployed men. And we saw for the first time after Awuni, where he arrested some NDC officials some time ago, during, uh, we saw an IGP who ensured that boys who belonged to the ruling government were arrested for wrongdoing. This didn't go down well with the MPP. Uh -huh. Now, whoever released that tape or leaked it up has done this country a great deal of help. Really? Because you had criminals. You are calling them policemen. Uh. You had criminals conspiring to subvert this, this, this constitution. Uh. You had them. But, uh, honorable, I mean, uh, crim criminal is strong, and especially as no court has, has pronounced them as such. I mean, criminal minded people, people who are criminal minded. Okay. And they made it abundantly clear that this, if, if this IGP continues to be in office, the MPP will not break the eight. Oh. They were brought to the committee. They authenticated those portions. These other issues that uh, Dampari is um, autocratic. Is Akufa not autocratic? <laughs> is he not autocratic? The president of the country, is he not autocratic? Mm. So this tangential matter of he, Dampari, being the one who is not managing the police well mm. because he has created boys called Dampari boys. Aren't those people working for the state? Mm. Are they not working for the state? So if you come they, they to arrest people anyhow, when you come and then he arrested a, a soldier man. So mm. I expected them to say that they arrested an army officer who did nothing. Mm. Then I can be with them. I heard they said he arrested one MPP official. Mm -hmm. I expected them to say that they arrested an MPP official who did nothing. Then I can be on their side. Didn't they arrest Sosu? Mm -hmm. Didn't they arrest Sosu? So, you have policemen who were caught on tape because they themselves have said that those are their voices and they agreed to it. Conspiring to, you know, attack our democracy. And we are still treating them with kid glove, hmm. allowing them to sit on national television and be showing their anger at a system that they feel didn't treat them well. Look at the way the man is speaking. Somebody was even saying that, uh, the two of you, somebody was saying that we need to test whether his mental IQ is OK. Hmm. What kind of anger is it that because you belong to an, a part, political party, automatically, you should have made the IGP. What kind of reasoning is that? What thinking is that? Mm. I met a senior police officer who told me that their conduct at the, the, the committee is a disgrace to the police. Mm. 
as police officers, you don't come out into a committee and openly beat your chest that you, your parents, yourself, your wife, your children, your family belong to a ruling government. And based on that, you were harboring an intention to be an IGP long ago. Does he know what intention some of us are harboring? <laughs> but so, if, he was, if he was asked the question about his political leanings, he didn't have to lie, he was on oath. So he spoke the truth about his roots being UP. How many of that, how many of that affected his conduct as a Yawas during the, during the, 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 the obnoxious Violation. attack on innocent Ghanaians? How many of that? Hmm. We are not saying that policemen don't vote, even the EC votes. But you should be professional. You should be professional. I tend to agree that we are beginning to see the exit of Dampari. Hmm. I agree to that. I agree. And I agree because, one, Dampari's professionalism at, at uh, Asenov did not allow them to engage in rigging the elections there. And so, till this day, they are unhappy with Dampari because he, 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 he displayed professionalism there. The other issues of his not conducting himself well as an IGP, for me, is red herring. These guys, who are before the police, the three policemen should be standing trial now. Mm. <laughs> they should be standing trial now. For, what? For, 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 for speaking ill of the IGP? No. For conspiring mm. with a criminal intention to subvert the Constitution. Mm. This committee is going to give them some protection. And indeed, the constitution says that you can't even use what they say there against them. Mm. So if there's going to be any other, you know, criminal processes, that means the police must have to start all over again to collect or collate uh, evidence. I am calling on, because we've gotten to the end of this matter, I am mm. calling on the NDC uh, uh, members of the committee to walk out of the committee at the point where they are now beginning to go into matters that they were not given permission to do. Oh. The terms of reference do not include what Atayachia is admitting. But they could apply to the bigger house for an expansion of their... Have they done that? They, not are done you that aware? They have not done that yet. But so, is that not possible? They, so, shouldn't they do that? So there must be a reconvening of parliament you don't put the cat before the horse. Uh -huh. Those matters they are going into were not part of their terms of reference. And I think that they are beginning to go into areas that are not relevant to whether or not the police, three policemen, made, a comments. made comments about rigging the 2024 elections uh -huh. for the MPP. And for I me, see. I would... Do you think, given the, the, the sensitivity of the things that have come out, this committee hearing sh should have been public. You, you think so? You think it should have been public the way it was? Or you think it should have been held in camera? The matters that we knew before the committee was set up 
were matters of public interest. Mm. So, so being public was okay? It was okay because the public must know why the three policemen together with the chief, Burunabu, decided to go into a conclave mm. and agree to or discuss matters of subverting the will of the people. Very so well. it was okay. Very well. Oh. The next thing about whether Dampare is autocratic or not, for me, neither here nor oh, there. Very well. Uh, let me come to uh, security analyst Emmanuel Kutin. Uh, I mentioned, I mean, we spoke yesterday on Eyewitness News, and, and the people said, no, I, sh I, should, I should actually have qualified your, 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 your status, mm -hmm. that you are just not a security analyst, but you, you are also, uh, you're also aspiring to be a lawmaker and all of that. And I said, well, I mean, you're a Ghanaian, and you try to, and you try to speak your mind, you know. Right. So, so I mean, uh, generally, the the thoughts uh, have come up. But you know, I understand you, you are you are Ghanaian to, to go to parliament, but on on a different uh, uh, platform. Is that correct? Yes, that's mm? correct. Mm. And Salam, thanks for the opportunity, and I greet my mm. colleagues here and your cherished listeners. In fact. Uh, I've been very consistent when it comes to security issues in mm. this country, and I can catalog them. The two get more detainees, right? Mm. The U.S. military agreement, and that was even the reason I was disqualified from contesting on the MPP ticket. Mm. And as it stands now, I've come openly to declare I'm contesting the Savoba seat as an independent candidate. Mm. So I'm very surprised this Hacking that I'm an MPP person and things of so, that. So you're no more an MPP person. But I'm by, no more by, an by MPP running, person. I'm running as an independent candidate, as mm. an independent candidate in Sabuba. Mm. But having said that, Salom, you see, the issue before us is a very serious issue. And I'm saddened we are reading political meaning into some of these things. It means that in this country, there is nothing standing that doesn't have the long arms of politics. And that is very unfortunate. Especially if, as, as, as the basis of the tape had to do with politics, politics breaking yes. the aid. So once that came up, it was going to be politics. Yes. So I, I'm saddened. Look, the president has the sole prerogative, infinito, to appoint or sack. Mm. If the president decides today that he can work with the IGP, what can we do really? Mm. We can't do anything. So let's stop the propaganda and go to the opportunities that this leak audio presents to us as a country to look at how we can engineer reforms. And look, the police are not alone. But we're looking at the terms of reference of the committee. So for example, the authenticating the voices or the personalities in, in, in the tape, that largely we appear to have crossed. But yeah, the IGP management style, no, no management style is perfect. And people will always, in fact, Jesus Christ himself, when, when he came, he, he had issues with some of his, his people. Some of the people thought things about him. And that was fine. And Dampare is just a human being. So his, the issues about his managerial style, etc. you don't think are red herrings in the context of the substance of the tape. So the mafia tactics, the, 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 the fact that with IGP being at the helm, MPP cannot break the eight, and so it has to be replaced, etc. So, in fact, he made, uh, uh, he made an interesting analysis, uh, COP Mensa. He told the committee that the, the, video, the audio was reported, or was recorded before the Asinov, yeah. but after the Kumewu. Mm -hmm. And 
he told people that given how the IGP had made the deployment, NDC was going to win that sin off. They were not going to win that sin off. We meaning MPP, and he said he identified as MPP. So that is the issue. What is the business of a top police officer and to be engaged in such a discussion with a top political functionary, albeit a chief, and we'll get to that. Well, I mean, that is a substance. Yeah. You know, plotting to subvert, more or less, the Constitution. That is serious. Very serious. That's why I said, that's why, I, if you remember on our interview yesterday on Eyewitness, I called for a commission of inquiry. Mm. Because my difficulty here is, how far would the recommendation of a parliamentary select committee go? Mm. Nowhere really, beyond parliament. So if we have a commission of inquiry, probably having a, a, a judge of uh, a good reputation with persecutorial powers, it will give us the uh, uh, platform to engineer reforms. Mm. Look, I hear a lot of people saying that we've had a lot of public inquiries and it has not gone anywhere. But they, they could, uh, they, they in could this particular case, properly and charges brought against them directly. No, yes, they could do that. Mm. But the police missed that opportunity. That is why the interdiction of the three officers, a lot of people were against the interdiction it. Was and an we didn't police disciplinary measure. Yes. Yeah, so this audio we are talking about has always been before the police. I understand the Inspector General of Police had it, the mm. President had it. And if the, uh, the head of the police, which is the IGP, was convinced in his mind that these three officers have gone against their service regulations, what prevented him from engineering that internal disciplinary actions? Mm. Until parliamentary select committee sat on the matter, and when they began to spill the beans, we use this knee-jerk uh, 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 action of interdicting them only to uh, say you have suspended the interdiction within 24 hours. Mm. And Amalba is a lawyer. We have nothing like suspension of an interdiction. You are either lifting it or you are revoking it. So it means we are not sitting well within our security uh, as an institution. And look, let's leave Dampari here and go to the real issues, okay? I'm sure you watched the videos mm. that have come out uh, a day or two ago. When Buri Nabo was caught saying that, he doesn't know Dampari anywhere. It is you people who brought Dampari and I took him to the president. I don't, uh, the old man, he said the old man. So he doesn't want the old man to say that he's becoming to do him la la. There is something we are missing here. The lobbying for the position of IGP has always been with the institution at its founding. You remember the Abronye uh, uh, Dampari uh, uh, case mm -hmm. when uh, 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 Inspector Bonu, uh, 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 IGP Bonu was there? What did we do about it? The only crime of these officers is that they have been recorded. And one thing I admire about them is that they have been bold to own up. And that is the endemic uh, uh, challenges the institution so face. So they, prevent, they present us with an opportunity. You could understand? They, but I see, and Jocelyn, don't forget. Jostling for position is, is quite normal. Yes. Lobbying, etc. But I think the, the government is the thing they were planning or they were, they were, they were talking about, the mafiarism, the, the need to replace this IGP so the next one who comes will, will be favorable to their cause so they can break the eight. That, that's what it is. 
it's not it's not about lobbying for the position necessarily. We are missing a point here. Mm. My good friend Amaluba alluded to the terms of reference for the committee. Mm. One was to authenticate, and then uh, uh, or, uh, and, and 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 to see whether the voice uh, to identify the, the people who were on the, the or behind the voices and to make recommendations. I was on this program with you. Mm. And everything I said have come to pass. Mm. Now, let's look at one thing. Are we going to throw the dirty water away with the baby because we don't like the baby? Mm. We, we are in a democracy. These three officers equally have their rights. They have come before the committee to say that, indeed, this tape was doctored. And they provided another tape. And the chairman of the committee alluded to that fact. Is that mm. not the case? And from where I sit, eh, Buru Nabo came before the committee and said that cheese don't lie. If he should lie, he will die. On the balance of probability, the, the three officers said they were never, they never approached Buru Nabo. Buru Nabo invited them. Mm. There is a senior police commissioner. I don't want to use he or she so that they can zoom in and, 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 and see who the commissioner is. Who have told me that uh, 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 Buri invited this said person, uh, 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 police COP, to come for yams at his office? No, the personnel didn't go. A month later, Buri called the same commissioner again for yams. So to me, I see this thing as an entrapment, and we shouldn't reduce this thing to NDC NPP, like NDC have gone. NDC is of the view that if they remove Dampari, it means that they want to, you know, uh, uh, steal the polls. But look, Amaliba, your party must be measured and tread cautiously. There is no way the president will appoint someone to a sensitive position like the IGP and he doesn't trust the person. So if you are fighting this issue on the lenses of politics and the IGP is made to stay and then election comes, and it didn't go your way, what moral authority will you have to, to blame the security as an institution? How do we know the person bringing the avenue will be worse? So, yeah. Amal, but if the president decides today that, you know what, Dampari can be my IGP, mm -hmm. what are you going to do? No, yeah, but, but the but, constitution but, gives him that power. Of course. So but, let us not no, reduce it, it to it political reasons. If, if, if it's taking him off because of these things, yes. society generally appears yeah. to be happy with the work of Dampari. Okay. You see, and so that will politically go against him. He will succeed, Let me but politically that will go against him. If indeed what these officers did was wrong, if you look at CI 75 and CI 76, mm. the, power, uh, uh, the, the, the power of indictment, right? The president can do it. The IGP in consultation with the police council can do it. And the disciplinary board can do it. An indictment came, is that not it? Mm. Within 24 hours, it was re revoked. What mm. does that tell you? It means that there's things fundamental. No, but we also heard that there was a meeting. We must remove the There was a meeting of the police council, and yes. that decision was taken headed by, by, by the police council. Yes. So, and so later, we heard there was a call from above directing the, 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 the interior minister, minister also. To revoke? To, 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 Look, to do, to, my brother, you are a lawyer. Under this same CR 95 and 96, uh, 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 75 and 76. It says such powers cannot be used arbitrarily, mm -hmm. whimsical and capriciously. Mm -hmm. Is that not it? Discretionary power cannot be used that, that way. Mm -hmm. 
my intelligence is that this decision was taken solely by the IGP. That was why he was ordered to reverse it. No, but we, we know has, that there was a there police, was a police council, council meeting. meeting. Look, in, in the spirit It's a very serious matter. The person of the IGP is mentioned, not the personality of Dr. Dampari. Don't you think it is fair that if these three officers are passing away, you should also pass away such that there will be an independent investigation into this matter? For what reason? That's what. So, so are you telling me that without Dampari today, the police as an institution will not find you? The police has a deputy IGP. Is that not? But why should Dampari give in the arsenals of this country, we've never had this before. On your screen, you know, dated seventh of September, twenty twenty-two, the police. Seven has interdicted Commissioner of Police, Mr. George Alex Mensa, um, Superintendent Mr. Emmanuel uh, Erejebi, and Superintendent Mr. George Alexander Asari, in connection with the audio tape, which has become a subject matter of investigation by Parliament. So the interdiction is to make way for disciplinary proceedings into their conduct uh, in line with police service regulations. So it's, it's back by They have not even stated the service code <coughs> they have broken. They should have stated in the interdiction letter that you have broken the service code A or B or C. And <coughs> as a result, your continuous presence to exist as a police officer has become untenable. That was not done. But that's just a style of writing. We know the provisions. No, no, no. no I mean, look. We, we know the provisions. You see, what the police is facing now is what we call conflict management. Mm -hmm. at, you understand? That's what, that's, that's I'm, what I'm, I'm coming. I'm Alibar. Look, <laughs> let's treat this. Uh, 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 this issue as a serious national security mm. issue. Very well. And let remove me, the political lenses. Very well. let, let, let me, let me no, do it. No, he made a statement. The politician. No, no, I'm coming. You <laughs> made a statement that the Dampari seem to be doing well and the general public believes so. Mm -hmm. What is the uh, research you have done to prove no, by to observation. That. I mean, by observation. We've Let seen other IGPs. Look, We've the, seen how the police as an institution today mm. look outside so nice, mm. but they, in the inside is rotten. But if people, you if, you are, if you are stopping people from doing what they were doing, which was wrong, by benefiting them, I mean, you should expect that they will they, they, they they fight back. Overlooked. So, for example, if in the past, yes. the deployment of police to various by-elections, etc., yes. was such that it would inure to the benefit of the ruling party, which is not correct, and now he is stopping that. You don't expect the people who are benefiting those times to be happy today. But let, let, let me so, take the so views It cannot also be said that we've had several IGPs. Mm. But under this very one, the issues has become one many. The both stop with who? The head of the institution. Very well. Let, let, me, let me speak to Let me take uh, 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 the Honorable uh, Nas' uh, view. Yes, this, this really is it's not, it's not a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> so look, to be honest and sincere with you, Initially, when I heard the tape, the tape, personally, I condemned it. Mm. And I just jumped into conclusion that, look, there's nothing much from this tape. Mm. But when Honorable Amako Fibwa raised the issue in Parliament, and Speaker decided to refer the matter to a committee, I also came to a conclusion that, look, this matter will not get anywhere. Mm. Because we have three members from the minority, three members from the majority, and then an independent person. On several occasions, my four years in parliament, I've given me some experience. That look, there have been a series of committees that at the end of the day 
Mm. We have the majority report and a minority report. Mm. But this tape saga has opened my eyes and have made me revise my decision and my thought. Simply because there are issues that have been raised by these people who have appeared before the committee. Mm. And it is worried. Look, I have the view that, look, there are certain institutions in this country that we need to make a serious amendment in our constitution mm. and take it from the presidency. Mm. One is the police, one is the fire, one is the immigration. Because all these things, you see, and all those things. Because no matter what it is, the president might have powers, supreme powers, mm. over these people. Mm. Ah, we are in this country. How do you become a member of parliament or a parliamentary candidate in a political party? Mm. You should be a member of that party. Mm -hmm. You should be a card-bearing member of that party. Am I right? But somebody resigned within some few months. He became a parliamentary candidate and he became a member of parliament in the police service. Mm -hmm. we have, the point is that the system in which we find ourselves today in the police, in the uh, security agencies, is a bigger problem for us. You understand? So if somebody goes to the committee and he says that my Ruth for my childbirth is UP. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's that, that, but that's that is influencing see, the deployment in his mind. That is where I'm saying that. Then that power should be taken from the president. Mm. So you won't go and lobby from the president to become an IGP. Mm. And the person right to become an IGP because he has passed through the mill. Mm. But because the person is being appointed by the president, and the person feels that if my party comes to power, I can go and lobby for that position, he will be influenced by the system. Mm. You understand? For example, when um, Alex, ACP or whatever, DP or whatever, oh, is, COP, Alex, he said there has been constant meeting between John Mahama, former president, and IGP. Mm. And that IGP has been giving, um, how do you call it, John Mahama slots, 100, 300 slots. When, when, when you sit back mm. and you, look, you listen to some of these things, you, ha you ask yourself, what kind of politics are we doing to our security agencies? Mm. So for me, I think that, yes, it is good that we are investigating this. I believe that the committee should continue to investigate and get to the root of the matter. Mm. If we are saying IGP should not be invited for the committee, I disagree. Mm. Ah, somebody has come to a committee to make allegations against the IGP. And you are saying that he doesn't have the right to go and defend but himself that, that would not be would that not be going beyond the, the outside of their scope of the scope yeah. of the committee the committee was asked to indicate whether the audio is right and they said it's their voice yes and on the most part and that, that should other revelations it. that should end it they have to go for an expansion of the scope ah, you, 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 you think, think that commission of inquiry will do that's what i think IGP should step aside i don't think IGP should step aside step aside for now mm. for me i think that there should be a total overhauling in our security agencies. Okay, so, so that calls for legal changes and all of that. Very well. Give me one recommendation, uh, 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 security analyst, just one. I, mean, I think just the one. recommendation is, is uh, what the Constitutional Review Committee
committee brought some time ago mm. that it should be at the domain of the Public Service Commission so that the three senior <laughs> ones are interviewed and recommended to the president. Very well. Frankly, do you agree to that, taking the power of appointment from the president? Oh, without a doubt. Very well. But as far as this committee's work goes, it ended for me long ago. Very well. Amaliba, constitutional review, you, you agree that the powers be taken from the president? But it is dangerous. Mm. Nowhere in the world has the power to appoint the police top Chief. officer have been taken away from the president. It's mm. dangerous. Very well. You know what police did to overthrow Nkrumah? Mm. When they, Ali, Ali <laughs> so it's dangerous. Very we well. need a hybrid. But look Very at well. the US <laughs> Very well. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, we'll conclude today's program. We need a hybrid. Uh, this matter, I'm sure, will come up again next week and we'll be happy to deal with it.